<clears throat> we are live. Good evening, lunatics. Um, we have Steve Wheeler with us tonight. We're going to talk about all things accounting, tax-related, all of your questions that you could possibly have about taxes, business entities, accounting. Steve is your guy. Now, if you don't like me, this is going to be a great episode for you because I'm going to fall out and I'm going to play producer and I'm going to let these two go at it. Nobody likes you, okay? Well, listen, that's that's <laughs> that's an unfortunate <clears throat> that's an unfortunate truth. What what Al Gore call it? Uh, inconvenient, truth. inconvenient truth. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, so we are at the Wingate. Um, we have been at the bar for a couple hours, so you know things no. could get. Who knew that, right? Look at that. See that look right there? He's <laughs> uh, got it. He's got it all over his face. Now me, I'm not the one that misses cords and whatnot. I'm good right here. Okay? Right. So uh, I'm yeah, because my iPad's about to die. I'm so a little a little background. Trouble. We we are starting our very first Masterclass 2023 uh, session one this weekend. So we've got four guys that are here. They'll be starting in our our new class, our revamp class. So that's why we're in West Virginia. Um, because we haven't done this program the way it is actually written right now, we were concerned about doing the podcast on Saturday night because we were afraid that maybe we would not get done in time with the class to do the podcast. So we decided to move the podcast to Friday night. Plus, we have a special guest tonight, and that's Steve Wheeler, who is a BCO. He won the truck, one of the trucks last year. Uh, so you guys at Landstar probably recognize his name. But Steve, in a former life, uh, has a strong accounting background. And uh, I met Steve a long time ago in conjunction with Kevin Rutherford and the CMC. And, you know, we, we've kind of had a relationship all along. And, you know, he is a really, really good resource for everything involving taxes, IRS, business structure, things like that. So I thought because of the time of year, you know, this is the time of year where you've got to make decisions about things. A lot of you guys we've talked about for a long time about becoming S-Corps and that sort of thing. Well, you got to make that decision before March 15th. So we want to get Steve on to answer these questions tonight and then talk about just in general things trucking tax related. So that's what we're going to do tonight. Um, uh, like I said, we're in West Virginia. We've got uh, we've got four great guys here this weekend that are starting in a program. Uh, we won't do a lot about promoting tonight, but uh, our, our, web, our, our website has been revamped. Our Masterclass 2023 is on there. If you have any interest at all in being in our program and learning how to become an operator, the right way, an owner operator the right way, especially at Landstar, uh, with, uh, with minimum risk and being able to do business in any economic climate, uh, check us out. Uh, we, do, we, we have people right now that are begging us to take their trucks and put drivers in them. So we have plenty of capacity that we could, we could uh, acquire, uh, and so we have lots of opportunity right now. So before, we, we had very limited. We typically have 14, 15, 16 trucks typically available to us. Uh, right now, we have unlimited trucks available because so many fleets want us to manage their trucks for them. So we had, uh, we had three fleets in 24 hours con contact us and beg us, basically to take over their fleets and run them for them. So, uh, so anyway, that, that's enough of the, uh, of the plug. So um, I want to remind everybody that Pittsburgh Power is our uh, primary sponsor. And, uh, you know, we are, uh, I've been a, a Pittsburgh Power customer since 2008. Uh, 
long before we were ever uh, obviously having a podcast or being sponsored. You know, I, uh, I use the Pittsburgh Power Products because of uh, the, the the value that they added to my truck and the, the improvements in, in performance and, and in particular um, fuel mileage that, that I got from that. Uh, about a year ago, they came on board to sponsor us because of the fact that we've used their products all along. So we are stocking distributors for the Max Mileage Catalyst. Uh, and also the OPS products, the oil purification system. If you don't know what those are, we have a web, we have podcasts about both of them that you can research and find. So, um, Chris, I think uh, without any further ado, I think let's introduce Steve and bring him on. And let's get to the heart of the subject tonight. All right, let's do that. Uh, if you guys have questions or comments, just post them. Chris is going to be our call screener. And he's going to be the one that's going to decide which questions that we answer in the order that we're good, going to do it in. Steve and I are going to have a conversation back and forth. I'm a numbers guy. He's a numbers guy. He has a lot more tax uh, background than I do. You know, I've run businesses since 1977, uh, but I'm not a tax accountant. Don't didn't didn't stay at a Holiday Inn last night. Don't claim to be one. Don't want to be one. Uh, I'm more than happy to yield those questions to Steve. Because he is, uh, he is, uh, you know, uh, very knowledgeable about that. So, and he and I, I'm sure, are going to agree on everything accounting-wise. Uh, but like I say, when it comes to tax stuff and business uh, structure stuff, uh, I'm going to let Steve give his uh, his opinion tonight. Steve, welcome to the the podcast. You have been here before, early on when I started the podcast, episode forty nine. Um, there was a, there was a week when Chris could not be here. I don't remember the number, but you stepped in and you were my guest. I think it was audio only. So it had to be in the early 50, uh, episodes. Uh, but you and I had a similar conversation that night. I appreciate you being there and I certainly appreciate you being here tonight now that we are actually video and audio. So welcome to the podcast, Steve. And uh, uh, I'm going to give you the floor right now. You can you can give your opening statement, and we'll see what kind of comments we get. And we'll just you and I'll just talk, okay? So uh, take it away, my friend. Well, thank you, Larry, thank, and Chris too. I know Chris is in the background now, but yeah, I do appreciate uh, being with you tonight. Uh, like I said, I think it was like 52 was the number. It was like three or four weeks, or three or four after y'all got started. Uh, yeah, after, yeah. after Chris had had his for a while there, but, uh, right, um, right. but, but yeah, so, uh, you know, most people just have, they, they hate taxes. They hate the IRS and yeah, we all, you know, we all do. They hate, they hate government. The money's spent, the money's wasted. Everything, everything that's done is not done in a way that we all like it. We know that. Um, but it has, it's a, it's a necessary evil. It has to be done. We right. have to know in running a business, you've had several different businesses in your life. Every business, you had to know how much revenue you had coming in, how many, how much in expenses you had going out. You had to know all of that and you had to be able to make sure you were making a profit. And then you have to, you have to also take all that information and you have to give it to the government every year. And there are a lot of different ways you can do it. Um, yeah. They want, they want to know it. They want it to be honest. 
And a lot of times it's not <laughs> with a lot of people. Right. Uh, and they'll come around and, and, you know, they'll come around and let you know if, if, if they catch you on anything. I mean, they, they you know, they, they're pretty good at, you know, uh, wait, wait, things. wait. Technical difficulties. Every time we come to West Virginia and we're not in our home studios, we end up with these little gremlins that show up. So I apologize for this. Uh, but while we're waiting, Steve, you know, there's only two reasons to have bookkeeping. One is uh, the IRS requires it. Right. And number two, the other is to give you the information so that you can better manage your business and understand whether or not you're making a profit. You know, just because you got money in your pocket doesn't mean you're making a profit. You know, we all know that. And right. then two, uh, it's one thing to have a bookkeeping service, but if you don't look at those reports, if you're not in intimately involved with those numbers, there's no management um, advantage it comes from having somebody just do your books, you know, no. you know, the, the, the ability to look in there and find trends and look for things that you, that, that look, don't look normal to you. That's the real advantage for having bookkeeping. Would you, would you agree with that? Yeah, it is definitely. I mean, you've, you've, you've got to, uh, the person that doesn't look at the reports, if they do have a good bookkeeper, they might as well just put all their receipts in a bag and just take them on, on April 14th because right. they're not really, they're not gaining anything from that. Right. And that's, to me, that's more important than the IRS part. Tonight I'll be able to tell y'all a lot of different things that you can do to reduce the amount that you pay the IRS. That's, that's right. the biggie and, that and, most and people all, want to know. And that's our obligation to ourselves. Everybody needs to pay their fair share, but nobody needs to pay one penny more than what they're obligated to pay. Would you agree with that? Exactly. You need to, you need to be able to, you need to be able to make sure that you can tax plan to where uh, you can get the re the break now uh, and you can save for your retirement later. Other things, there are lots of different things you can do yeah, to, right. uh, to do that now. So. Right. Well, why don't we start with this? Let's start with the basics. Let's start with the basics and build up. Okay. Mm -hmm. We're starting a new business. What are we going to do? Are we going to be a sole proprietor? Are we going to be a partnership? Are we going to be a corporation? Let's start with the basics of the business structure, and let's go from there. Deal? Right, yes. So okay. if you start a business and you do absolutely nothing, you, absolutely, you do no kind of, no kind of you, you do not apply to any state for any kind of LLC or anything, you are going to be a sole proprietor. And That's the easiest assault. thing to do. That requires nothing special except nothing special. Following a Schedule C, you know, right? It's not even required for a sole proprietor to have a business account. It's not smart right. not to. Right. Right. It's smarter to have it. You but, can keep but the same sole... checking account. You can you can you can uh, what do they call it? Uh, mingle commingle funds. You don't have to do anything separately. You just have a Schedule C, which you list your income and your expenses on your 1040 regular individual tax return. Is that correct? Exactly. That's that's exactly what it is. And because it, it, there are very few barriers yeah, to having a business as a, as a sole proprietor, they get they get audited a lot more. They get sure, audited sure. one out of one out of every eighty. Uh, S, uh, C, I mean, uh, uh, Schedule C, sole proprietor, sole proprietor yeah, yeah, yeah. Will, now, get, will, will get audited on average. Now, I've always heard this. I don't think it's true, 
But I've always heard this, that does the IRS distinguish between a hobby and a business? Is there, is there some type of magical number that, 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 that changes you from a hobby to a, to a, le, a legitimate business? Yeah, what we always hear is if three out of five years you're not making money and paying some tax, they consider you to be a hobby. Right. Uh, that's the kind of rule of thumb. I right. don't. I have never seen it anywhere in code. Haven't seen it written. Yeah, 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 yeah. No, yeah, yeah. but that's what that's what you always hear. Yeah, is I've that, heard that too. Yeah, you if you keep writing off things and you're writing off uh, income from other other sources by with it, it, it could be a hobby. A lot of people. Uh, you're in horse country. <laughs> there, there, there are a lot of hobbyists in Kentucky. I'm sure horses are expensive. Okay, they are. Uh, so, but you're right. It's not written. There's you can't find a law that says that. But the 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 uh, you know, there's two kinds of audits, Steve. There's a random audit that's just a percentage of everybody who it's like kind of like a drug test for a for a truck driver. It's random. Okay, right. they're going to take a certain number of percentage of returns every year, and they're going to audit them. I think we may have one of our uh, drivers getting one of those as we speak. And then there's ones that are that are, that are tipped off by red flags. Mm-hmm. Uh, would that three out of five years maybe be one of those red flags that tips off a, a, a no, second that look? Would, yeah, that would be yeah. a that would definitely be a red flag. I mean, yeah. we we all hear that tr- that these truckers that say I've been. I've been I've been an owner operator for 20 years and I've never paid any taxes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. I'm sure they they're going to be scrutinized because yeah, yeah. you're just not going to if you're making money you're going to pay taxes and if you're living off of something then you made money or right, you wouldn't right. be living you wouldn't be you wouldn't be paying rent you wouldn't be eating you wouldn't be. Let's yeah, talk so. about that for a minute, okay? Because you know that's a common thing you see on Facebook or on, on in the CB radio world. I made all this money. And I've never paid any taxes. Okay, <laughs> now, 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 listen. You and I both know that the only way you don't pay taxes is if you don't make any money, right? If you're making right. money, you owe taxes. All right. Right. Now you can find some third-rate truck stop accountant that maybe deducts your your chihuahua barking in the truck as a security uh, system, but at the end of the day, the only way you can't pay taxes is not make any money, right? That's exactly right. That's exactly right. If you're right. making and money, you owe taxes. I mean, that's how taxes. it works. Right. There, and there are ways you can minimize them. Uh, obviously, there are plenty of ways. And there are guys that don't have to pay a lot in taxes. There are guys that will buy a new truck every three years so right. that they'll have a high, high depreciation amount. Right. And, but they're paying, some, uh, they're paying recapture depreciation when they sell that other truck. Yeah, they're paying some taxes. They they're just not they're not being totally honest about now, it. Now that that's a common thing we hear is spending money to keep from paying taxes. <laughs> I don't want to do that now, but Chris, I need you to write that down. We want to address that later in the event because that's a common misconception that if I spend money right now to keep from paying taxes, that's a good thing. And and so Steve, I want to talk about that, but that gets a little ahead of our game right now. Right, so let's get right. get back to to let's sole get back to the entities. Yeah, 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 yeah. The difference. So, exactly. Let's do that. So you're so, as a sole proprietor, everything everything is in one account. You just you just you just do it. You got money coming in. You got money going out. Uh, you 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 have no. There is no real structure to the business. Um, to me, I can tell you when I S corped uh, six years ago, my business took off. Uh, it was it was it was much. Uh, it was before that. It was more of a helter-skelter type thing. But once you 
put everything down into a corporation uh, and you're doing things legally, you're doing running a full payroll, everything every month, all the, everything that you're required to do as an S corp, then it does help. It does help you get structure and it makes you run your business better. Uh, it, yeah, I, I kind of felt like it was a little bit more of a, a hobby when it was a sole proprietor, right. uh, but I, I mean, was making money, but it wasn't, you know, but it right. was, you know, it was a different, a different situation. It really but was. most so, people start out as sole proprietors because it's easy to yeah, ease it into. Is. It's easy. You don't, you don't know how much money you're going to make, you know, so you're not spending all the money to do, you know, the thing about becoming a partnership or an LLC is that it requires another tax return, which isn't cheap. You know, right. so, you know, so you that entity is recognized by the IRS as a separate person, a sole proprietor, your business and your individual identity to the IRS are the same. You know, They're they don't same. they, mm-hmm. they you, you don't have an FEIN, all that sort of stuff. So it let it's an easy way to get into business. But we're going to find out later on as we talk that there's some disadvantage to that, you know, yes. uh, especially when it comes to uh, to tax uh, tax savings. So right. if now, so let's let's we don't get a lot of these in trucking, but let's touch on partnership because that would be the mm-hmm. next step. You know, you're going to go in with somebody else. The two of you are going to get together and you're going to buy a truck and you're going to start a partnership. So let's talk about that a little bit. So the, par- the partnership is going to be a lot like an S corporation. Uh, in that that you are going to have to have more structure than a sole proprietor, uh, and it depends on what the split is. If it's fifty fifty, you know, once you get once you get the partnership uh, return done, then then all the money is put on a K one, and and whatever percentage each person has, it goes to them. Um, the biggest problem with partnerships is more the interpersonal problems there people that are right. friends become right. enemies uh, right. or as dave ramsey says the only ship that won't that, that's that will not float is a partnership, the partnership. You know? yeah yeah well so, partnerships uh, are like marriages okay except it's very hard to get divorced okay right so yeah. and, and you're right because you, know, you can take two friends the best way to run a friendship is to get in business with each other okay it, that's it the is. best especially a family member okay everybody right. knows right. a brother-in-law that wants to do this i can tell you right now that will ruin that will make things Giving and Christmas a horrible experience for you. If, yes, if you it do it will. Yes, it will. Yes. It will. And, so. and so you're right. So so you you can make a 50-50 partnership, you can make a 60-40, whatever it is, but the K1 is going to represent whatever the the profit is or loss based on your percentage of what the profit the, the partnership was set up, correct? It is. That's correct. That is correct. And now, and if you're if you're an S corp, a single person S corp, it's going to all 100 percent of the K one will come to you. But uh, right. that's the only the only difference there. Yeah. But right. Well, let's hold on to S corp for a little bit. So now, mm-hmm. if we we formed a partner, you and I got together, and we formed a partnership. Okay. And let's say you owned the truck and I didn't. So you're you're 60 and I'm 40. Um, you know. Uh, uh, to just talk about that. What 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 goes on there? I mean, you know, you're you're sixty, you're forty. That means you're the majority partner. I'm the minority partner. That means you make the decisions. I have to go along with it. What 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 could go wrong with that? <laughs> what could go wrong with that, Steve? <laughs> well, uh, if you if you're friends, you know, it, 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 a lot could go wrong with it. Uh, yeah. And you know, like I say, what if the wrong guy? Is is at sixty percent. I mean, what's yeah. what if the guy that's the better business person running a business uh, is not the guy making the decisions? That you know that that's when it would really get bad. But uh, let me tell you uh, something they, else. That, let me tell you something that worries me about that. Okay, 
is that when you form a partnership, I don't want to get graphic here, but when you form a partnership, you're, you're in bed with somebody, okay? Yeah, so everybody they've ever been in bed with, you're now in bed yeah. with too, okay? Yeah. You follow what I'm saying here? So yeah. when you do that, you know, you take on whatever, um, what's, how can I say it? Whatever history goes with that person comes to you. Okay. Yeah. Uh, credit uh, history. You, <laughs> lots of lots of bad things that can come ta that way. Ta tax returns. Tax and tax and returns. Yes. So it, it's not something that the reason that Dave Ramsey says what he says is because most partnerships do not end well. As they a matter of fact, well. the advice is if you're going to form a partnership, at the same time you form the partnership, go ahead and form the dissolution. Okay. <laughs> Have it right, done right. in advance. Because yeah. it's going to happen, and this way you've already addressed all the issues before it gets emotional, correct? It, correct. And there's a lot, one, one whole, a whole lot better way to do it. You through the S corporation, you can do the, you can do what you and I would consider a partnership, but it's a lot cleaner. Right. Let's say a sixty forty. Um, right. You know, you're still gonna have your interpersonal problems there. We know that, but right. the sixty forty not, and the not S me and you though, not me and you. No, right? no, no, no. <laughs> but but they're gonna the people that are generally getting in these, right? Uh, right, right. But because because yeah, here's 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 how a partnership forms. One guy's got the money. One guy's gonna do the work. That's how a partnership right. forms. Ninety nine times yeah. out of ten. Would you agree? Yeah. yeah. What could That's go wrong it. there? And what could go what wrong could there? Go right? wrong there. That's it. <laughs> you know, if you know, and if it if it were actually where one person had all the, a lot of the money and the other guy had a very very good plan and a very very good business plan and acumen, that might would work. You know, but then again, you know, the guy saying, I'm working so hard and all he's doing is just putting the money in and I'm doing right. all the work and right. yeah, it's, it's still, you're still going to come back to that. And, yeah, they, uh, they, so, there's a reason why he says that. And that's that but, most partnerships end in failure. Okay. Right. And not only failure, but you, you ruin a friendship, ruin a relationship. If it's family, you've ruined a, you, every, like I say, every holiday is no longer a holiday. Okay. No. So uh, anyway, let's go on to let's go but, on to now. The next thing would then be a a an uh, I guess an LLC or a corporation. Would that be the next right. step? To you? Well, an L an yeah. So uh, an an LLC is actually a state de designation. There's um, no such thing as an LLC on the federal level. That does no, not exist. No it's such a corporation. Thing. No. Right. They they. The only thing they do is they will put on there uh, Liberty Transport Services, LLC, Blue Ribbon Logistical Solutions, LLC, on your corporate tax return. That's as right. far as it goes. Right. Um, now, the LLC, most people think, oh, well, if I get this limited liability corporation, yeah. LLC. Yeah, let's describe that. LLC means limited yeah. liability corporation or in some terms, limited, li limited liability partnership. Or what's the professional one? Limited liability, uh, like the uh, lawyers and the yeah, yeah, it's another CPAs. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. 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 Uh, and, and those, like I say, those are state uh, state designation. State. Now, here's the misconception: most right. people think, well, I have limited liability now. I can drive this <laughs> truck up and down the road, and if I have a wreck, then I won't be held liable for it. Right, uh, right the corporation right. will. Well, right. if you're a single person uh, S Corp, and most of them are out there, or a husband and right. wife team, right. most of them are, 
then you're you're still driving the truck. They're gonna pierce the the they're gonna pierce the LLC. Pierce the corporate they're veil. coming after yeah. We'll talk about the piercing the corporate veil a little bit. Right. But here here's the problem with the liability. And of course, all the serious XM late night the late night late night uh, commercials are about LLCs being a limited liability limiter. Okay, here's the problem with that. Nobody is going to accept a new LLC's signature from a business standpoint only. They're going to make no. you make you sign as an individual, okay? You're if you're leased to a carrier like Landstar, okay, they're going for the deep pockets, all yep. right? They're going as a we'll star. Talk, <laughs> absolutely. We're, we're going to talk about that a little bit later, about the advantage yeah. of an LLC. But let me, just, let me just spell this, and you can correct me if I'm wrong, but there is one reason and one reason only to form an LLC, especially an S-Corp. And that is for the tax savings. The That's liability the part of that is complete bullshit, and it's just somebody it selling you a reason to do it that has that will never stand up because you don't have the ability to sign as an LLC. You have right. to sign as an individual in 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 the support of your LLC. And once you do that, the liability part of the LLC is gone. That's right. It. That, that's okay. it. Yeah. And the LLC, like I say, if you have a company that has more more employees and somebody does something wrong, it can help you there. But if yeah. you do it, if you're the one that does it, yeah, it's not. Now, now if, you, if you're people, driving the truck and you're the LLC person, you're the driver, <laughs> and you kill yeah. somebody, guess what? You have no limited liability. Okay, right. you killed somebody. All right. So. But here, here's the big, the biggest, the biggest plus for having an LLC is that you can go to your Secretary of State's office, uh, their website. You can put in your name that you want. If if Blue Ribbon Logistical Solutions had been taken before Larry Long decided to put it in there, you wouldn't right. have had that name. Right. Right. Because I tried several several different names that I wanted to put on my company before I came to Liberty Transport Services LLC. Right, right. And that, but, but once you got it, nobody else in your state yeah, can get it. Yeah, exactly. uh, that's one thing. So you <clears throat> can now, have, now yeah, that's, it does only, help you there. that's only statewide. It's not, it's that's, not nationwide. No, not you know, nationwide. There's actually, statewide. There's, there's actually a Blue Ribbon Logistics in Indianapolis, Indiana, by the way. Yeah, I've seen so, it. So, <laughs> yeah, so I'm not them, but I didn't yeah. name my name, my company that. We use that a lot because it's an abbreviation, but we're Blue Ribbon right, Logistical right. Solutions, LLC. Right. So we're registered in the state of Kentucky. You can pay to register that federally, but that's very expensive. Yeah. And it's not really necessary, you know. No, so, that would, yeah, uh, that would be a trademark situation. Right, yeah, that's right. very expensive. But, it but it's, one of it's those, $200, one of those $200 a year, right? This yeah. 200 I don't know about it in Kentucky, but it's $200 a year in North Carolina. And right. it's, a registered, know, it's, not, it's a registered, uh, it's called an S. It's S with a circle, registered service yeah. mark, right? Yeah. Right, yeah. that's it. Yeah. So, so, th so that's the that's the only reason you have the LLC. Though there's no right. there's nothing special about it. Now, most people when they ask corp will do it. Uh, then it gives you kind of an official name, and then you 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 can apply with form. I think it's twenty five fifty three. Uh, I think it is twenty five fifty three is the form to apply for an S corporation. Right. With you're right. The IRS. That's correct. Right. And you have you must apply <clears throat> by if you apply by March fifteenth, and then you 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 apply by then you can get it for that year. Uh, if right. you wait after that, they're not going to approve it. Uh, you have to wait for the next speaking. calendar year, right? Next so let's go ahead. And, let's go ahead and get to the top of the you know the the thing that we advise most people to do. There, first of all, remember our our audience is primary Landstar. Our right. audience for primary, uh, if not that. They are the first-time truck owners buying their first truck, going to business for the first time. 
And what we've always said, Steve, and I think you'll probably agree with this, that if you're going to make more than about $67,000 in net profit in a given year, it pays you to become an S-Corp LLC. So let's go ahead and address that. That's where we direct people to go. So let's talk about what that S-Corp means, and, and, and let's discuss the reasons why we'd support that, Steve, if you wouldn't yeah. mind. Well, let, let the, and first, let's, let's uh, actually, the 67 probably has moved a little bit in the last okay. few years. A couple okay. of things. We, get the, we have the, uh, the QBI, which is the Trump tax cut, 20% of any small business corporation, small business, okay. uh, either a sole proprietor or a partnership or, a, or an S corporation. The pass-through. The pass-through. Pass Right. Okay. That that kind of, you know, it might move it up a little bit since that's involved now because you're right. getting that 20 percent. Right, um, right. You know, you're you're also taking I mean, you've got to be making a fair amount of money because you're also going to take off your depreciation. You're going to take off your per diem. Yeah. So there are a few few things. Uh, you know, if if somebody has two or three kids and they have them in their business, um, the, it may it may behoove them to stay as a sole proprietor uh, mm -hmm. because they're able to pay them up to twelve thousand dollars a year right. with no payroll taxes involved, and also they can pay them twelve thousand dollars a year no no payroll involved, and the kids don't have to pay any taxes because of their standard deduction. Now so I think for this that. year it's actually fourteen. I don't talk about that very much. Okay, so mm -hmm. why don't you talk about that because that could be a big a game changer for some people. It really could. Well, you take somebody. Let's, let's say you take somebody that's uh, that's that's got three kids between four. It, or, you cannot do it below age seven. So, say somebody's got three kids between say fourteen down to seven. Uh, they could they could they could write out. They could they, they got to have something for the kids to do now. It's, it's got to be legitimate. Have them something to do. Uh, have them have them fill out fill out their time when they do it. And right. and with kids nowadays, a whole lot of it might be the social media thing. It might be the mm -hmm. uh, the website thing because they mm -hmm. they're pretty sharp with the, with the uh, with the computers now. Um, yeah. A kid is they're, seven they're, years old. They're born. They're born with more talent with with the technology <laughs> than I've acquired in sixty nine years. Okay, I yeah, can yeah, testify yeah, to that. Yeah. That, oh yeah, yeah. I'm sure. I'm sure Chris <laughs> fit in with three of his kids like that. So right, uh, right, right. But. but but yeah, so that you know, that's one. I mean, things they can do. They can uh, they can do some filing for you. Uh, the younger kids can, you know, can clean your trucks up, things like that. And right. then, the, but there are a lot of other things you can do there. Well, first off, that kind of moves that number a lot higher. That you might want to stay in a sole proprietor if you've got kids in that range. If right. you have that situation, everything right. in taxes is situational, uh, sure. because. And, and and if if your situation is that you know you could you could probably make one hundred and ten fifteen twenty thousand a year between the QBI between having three kids you do that and the, De the other big describe what QBI means just for the audience okay it's qualified business. I call it pass through. I don't know why they. I, yeah, I haven't. I, I refer to it. it, it yeah, the Trump, but it's the, it's the, the Trump Trump tax. The cut, Trump the tax plan allowed. Here's what it did. It allowed you to take twenty percent of your revenue from a LLC. I guess it was uh, uh, or, in, or any business. The net profit. Of the the net, net profit and and is tax free. The first twenty percent of next pro, a net profit yep. on your business is tax free. Yep. So because they gave the, the they gave the big the big corporations the the uh, corporate tax cuts at that time, right, right. that was kind of to make it up 
to the smaller businesses because it would have made kind of like the mega carrier. It made the mega carriers a lot easier than a single truck operators had they now, not done things like that. I tell business. people all the time when they're looking for a, a tax accountant, okay, because uh, I advise people to find a tax accountant in their town that they can go sit in now kneecap to kneecap and look them in the eye and, and, and develop a relationship with this person. But there's a couple of things that I tell them that they need to be aware of because if you go to H&R Block or somebody that just doesn't know truck taxing taxes, then you're not going to get an advantage. And one of the things I tell them is if they don't understand per diem, if they don't understand what the DOT per diem is, they need to go somewhere else. And I would say the other thing is they don't understand QBI. They don't understand that 20% of your net profits pass through with right. no with no tax uh, 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 you know effect affected, then you got the wrong guy. You need to be finding somewhere else. Is that is that something you would agree with? That, or? Yeah. And one other question to ask them is, you know, how do you depreciate a highway how do you tractor? Depreciate, exactly. Exactly. Because exactly. they're going to look into if they, if they if they just ask how do you depreciate a truck, they're going to look in there. And the IRS has under truck it has a five year, which is over six. Tax returns, IRS. Right. Yeah, they have to confuse everything. But, right. uh, but and, and let's uh, explain that. A truck, because... a truck, a truck is uh, a truck in the IRS. Uh, you know, it, it is a uh, it's a straight truck. It's not what we drive. We drive a highway right. tractor, which is right. which is the front part of a tractor trailer. And right. so, if they don't know that, that means they just went and and put into the uh, search engine truck and came up with five years. And that's, so they don't know trucking if they don't. And, and the reason things. it takes six years is because unless you buy that truck on January one, right. you're going to get a partial year in year one. You're going to get a full year in two and three and four and a partial year in, or excuse me, two, three and four and five and a partial right. year in, in year six. So that's yeah, why it takes six years to do a five-year depreciation. Right, right. right. And for okay. and for a highway tractor, we get we get sixteen point six seven percent first year, thirty three percent the second, third year, sixteen right. six seven in, in the fourth year. Uh, and, you know, and all of that, of course, can go out the window if you section one seventy nine. You can write off a lot more of it. You know, um, right. at, you know the time we'll get at the time I won the. Yeah, we'll get to section 179 toward the end. Yeah. We're getting in advance. Let's go back to LLC. Let's get back to S Corp LLC. Mm -hmm. And we left yep. off with you saying there's, a, there's an advantage to you not being an S Corp if you're going to employ if, your family. Right, right. If you're going to employ your family, uh, you would need to be a, a, a quite a bit higher. Uh, at, it, that number would, could probably be up near 100. Yeah, if okay. you know, okay. closer to a hundred. Now, I got you. Uh, but for most people, you know, most so we're talking about have... the number. I, I'm saying that if you're making more than sixty-seven thousand net profit, you need to be an S corp. You're saying right. if you've got young kids that can that you can employ in your business, and, you can and, go and higher explain, with that. Number. I, I know you're going to explain this, but you can pay them without any tax benefit or tax right. a liability to yeah. them or to you. I know you're going to explain that, but that makes that number go up to about a hundred before it's worthwhile for you to become an S corp. So explain right. that, and, Steve, and, okay? And, yeah, and, and for that, there's a lot of good reasons uh, to take that 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 particular uh, – It's like I call it a deduction. It is a deduction. You're actually moving moving money to a family member, really, is what you're doing. But you can take that money, and you can take 6500 a year and put in a Roth IRA for each child, and they can have a lot of money built up over time, uh, you know, starting at a very young age. And the time value of money is where – wealth is created not you know you're, you're not going to start saving for retirement at 61 and and have a whole lot when you get to 67 you know so so it's it's big it's helpful for that another thing is helpful for a roth 
a Roth IRA, any of the money that you put in it, you can take it out at any time. You can't take the earnings out, but you can take it out tax free. So the right. kids, so the kid gets to be 18 years old and let's say they've got 60, 70,000 that you put into it over the, those 10 and 12 years. Uh, then they may have another 80,000 in earnings. You can't touch the earnings, right. but you can right. take that money out, send them Only through the college and not, and not, right. Right, right. Not have any uh, student loans and, uh, just to, and that's only Roth. Now, you know, now let's, just, let's, let's explain a Roth IRA. Roth IRA is one that you pay the tax before you invest. It, it, it's after-tax income that's invested, which Correct. means that when you, you take it out, the tax has already been paid, so it's tax-free when you take it out. Correct. Right. You don't get okay. a, You do not get a deduction on that. Right. right. There's no deduction. You're paying the tax as you go. So, mm-hmm. right. Yeah. As opposed to a traditional IRA, which would mean that you you pay that with pre-tax income, and you pay right. the tax when you pull it out. So Correct. that's the difference between the two. So, mm-hmm. okay. Yeah. So, 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 to, and that, like I said, that makes that that moving from a from a sole proprietor to an S corp situational. Right. You know, so there, but, there's yeah, another consideration less, there, right? There's another yeah, consideration yeah. there that you need to take into advantage if you've got right. young kids that you want to take advantage of giving them money that's tax free to them and a deduction to you. Right, right, right. Right. So, yeah, between that and the QBI, there's probably a few less people going S corp now than would have a few years ago yeah that's um so So but let's assume that that we don't have that i'm 69 Mm -hmm. years old i don't have kids between (laughs) seven and 14 or whatever so (laughs) now let's talk about i started in trucking when i was 54 okay so uh let's talk about uh somebody in my or somebody anybody that doesn't have the young kid thing what's the uh what's the threshold for when it's advantageous for them to become an S-Corp, and what does that mean? Let's describe well, that. I think after the QBI, I think that number you got 67 is good, is a good number. So that would put it, you know, that would put you at about 85,000 of profit, but then you get knock off about 17. So that Let me interrupt you, right you just there. a second. Let me, is the QBI, is that, that has to be re-approved every year? I mean, is, is, are, are we, is, that, that's not guaranteed. I mean, it's been the it, last, it's, it's been since the right. Trump tax returns. But is that, is that, is it, that standard for going forward? Or is that got to be is, reapproved it by is gonna, It is sunsetted. It will be okay. sunsetted at the end of 2025. Okay. So, okay. So, the, so the the okay. folks in power, the folks in power in Washington, they haven't, t- they haven't tried to, to, uh, to have a big tax increase to get rid of it. They right. know it's going to go away in a few weeks, a few years. They, they gotcha. have long memories. Gotcha. And they, and they, okay, they so 2024, 2025, 22. So we got three more years yeah. uh, of when we know that's going to be there. Okay, we good. I didn't know be. that. Appreciate yeah. that. All right. Yeah. All right. Sorry. Hopefully, 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 uh, hopefully after the next election, maybe we'll, we'll have a, we'll, we'll have <laughs> another, keep Qualif- it going. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> qualified business income is what key income that's it okay yeah so uh okay. and it is and and that's and that's basically all the income that you're going to have the net profit is your qualified net business profit income. first twenty thousand net profit now 20%. is it from any from is it any business or is it from a corporation it's no it's from any is from any any any, 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 any any business, uh, any business that is a sole proprietor or an S corporation. Okay. Some okay. C corporations that are small may have 
have it. But, you know, when you get to a certain size, C corporations do not have it. But. All right. Let's get stay on S corporation. I want to touch on C corporation because I don't think anybody listening here needs to be a C corp. But that's my opinion. Let's go back to S corp and I'll let you continue on with that. Okay. By the way, Steve, you're doing a wonderful job. By the way, okay. So. Well, thanks. Thanks. <clears throat> Steve won the truck. By the way, okay. So he <laughs> that was in twenty. A, that was in twenty twenty. I, I have all, I have three hundred thousand miles on it already. Twenty twenty uh, Cascadia DD fifteen. Uh, you've never had a parked regen. Is that correct? Never had a parked regen. I get eight. I've had a, a lifetime average of eight point seven three miles per 8. gallon. Eight point seven miles per gallon. But you run. I'm, I'm talking about my sponsor, Chris. Put the banner up. What do you run in that truck to get yeah, to, to, to do let's, that? Okay? Yeah, let's have a little. Let's have a little commercial here. I, let's I, I'm do all, it. I'm all for it. He he. Let's well, he it. left it off. It's under here. Uh, yeah, there it is. Max the max mileage <laughs> fuel borne catalyst. Uh, you you uh, didn't have to do you didn't have to do the diesel force cleaning because from day one you ran the catalyst in that truck from day one correct and I do not idle I've had I've nine nine hours of idle in two two years and four months eight point yeah. seven three miles per gallon on a DD yeah. 15 2020 never had yeah. a parked regen and every fuel up has had the max mileage catalyst put every in, right? fuel it, one one ounce per 25 gallons chris you need it. to record this clip right here and send it to osps okay so yeah all right yeah yeah all right, so, steve go ahead well done son well done okay yeah so <clears throat> but thank you thank you bruce no thank you dr jane she's dr you know dr, dr. Jane, jane gates absolutely dr. well jane you gates. i talk i talked to her a couple of times i talked to her at the truck show for the first time a few years ago and uh-huh. then i talked talked to her a couple of times i'll tell you what she is so – she makes my eyes glaze, glaze over. You know, have, yeah, you ever, oh yeah. have you ever gotten to a deep conversation with her? I, I mean, have, she I just have, absolutely have. makes my eyes glaze over. I can't keep up with her, you know. Well, I was skeptical. I, I called her, and I must have talked, asked her questions for 30 minutes before I ever, yeah. before I ever used it. So Yeah, and, yeah. So, well, we but, were the same way. Yeah. So, yeah. and that's, I mean, it's good to be, it's good to question things. You know, we, we Absolutely. all, we've always heard that, Absolutely. that, you know, fuel additives won't do you any good. Well, you know, there are nowadays, there are some, uh, depending on the, on the vehicle, uh, Volvo well, seems know, to have a lot with the hotshot secrets that they do. Well you, so. you went to the CMC, right? A couple of times or it went twice. Yes. Mm-hmm. Twice. So, you know, we, the CMC guys always kind of pulled together. We were the, we were the test drive dump. What would we call it? Test, whatever you call it. The, the, the test drive dummies. <laughs> crash for, test yeah. Crash test crash dummies. Crash for, dummies yeah. You know, for, for, for KR and for the CMC. Yeah. You know, there was about 250 of 300 of us that, you know, we, we got together and we did all the, we did all the tests. I'm, I'm sure you were part of that, you know. Right. We, somebody would come out with a new, I remember when Schaefer Oil came out. I jumped all over Schaefer. I bought, I bought barrels of it, you know, and, and uh, because, uh, you know, Matt or somebody, you know, experienced. But anyway, we tested all that stuff, you know. And we never, ever, 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 ever in nine years found a fuel additive that did anything close to what it said it did. And so when this came out, even Kevin, you know, if you if you notice, I mean, <laughs> yeah, oh yeah, was, you know, of course, as close as yeah. he and Bruce are, Kevin wasn't on board with that for a no. long time. You know, I mean, yeah. and, and we weren't. You know, I mean, mm-hmm. listen, I, I promote Bruce all the time in OPS. You know, we are we're OPS guys. You know, I, yeah. we hesitated, hesitated. I talked to Jane at the at the at the at the uh, truck show and couple of times and then you know it just you know it just it, all the evidence just started laying itself out you know and what right. happened for us 
is we took on a couple of, of, of 2016 T680s with Packers mm -hmm. and, right. and, 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 and also a DD-15, uh, a 2016 DD-15, that when it right. came to us was, was experiencing all kinds of regen problems and all kinds of check engine lights and stuff. Mm -hmm. and, the di and the guy who owned it said, look, it's been a problem, okay? So the first thing we did was we took it up and did a diesel force cleaning. And I'll tell you where we did it because I'm, I'm, you know, we're listen, we're OPS guys, but, but uh, or, or Pittsburgh Power guys, but uh, performance. Uh, Chris, help me out here. Performance diesel, precision truck precision solution. trucking, up in Coshocton, Ohio. I'm gonna give them a plug. They yeah. did the diesel force cleaning on that thing, and I'm gonna tell you what. And they, we even thought that we'd have to put a bunch of sensors and stuff. in it. We didn't put anything in. We 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 did the diesel horse cleaning, changed the oil, brought it back. We ran that truck for almost two years, and we had almost zero, almost yeah. zero emission problems. Once every once in a while, but nothing yeah. like what the guy was experiencing before. And all it was was the diesel force cleaning and running the catalyst. And That's after it. that, it made us a commitment. So now everything we have that has emissions on it, we run the catalyst. Okay, yep. everything. Yeah. Yeah. And by the and, way, we, and by the way, we are stocking distributors of the Max Mileage Catalyst in West Virginia. So if you guys need some, give Chris a, a, an email or a call. Stop at the TA down there in Tays Valley. He'll bring it to you. We'll deliver. Oh, that's it good. To you. I, yeah, so, you know, I'm through there every Thursday. <laughs> well, there you go, Steve. So we hook you up, okay? That's so it. That's it. If you so. if you'll bring your old jug, we've got some bulk. That we'll give you a good deal on, okay? So if yeah. you bring your old jug, we'll refill it, and, yeah. and save you a ton of money. So anyway, I'm yeah. sorry we we got off onto a uh, onto what do you call? Well, it? we had to we had we had to have the advertisement. We got to pay for there this thing, right? Well, I, I kept I kept waiting for somebody to say they had COVID, and Bruce would be like, "Well, have you tried max mileage? <laughs> <laughs> it cures COVID, right? Maybe that's what uh, cured COVID. I'm not sure, but anyway. So go ahead, yeah. Steve. Let's continue on. You're doing a great job, by the way. Okay, so by the yeah. way, Steve, I, I better not say that. Go ahead. I'm just going to tell where you live, and <laughs> what you do down there, and, hey, and hey, yeah. look, we look, we, yo, I mean, look. My my goal is what's behind my head right now, you know. Yeah, uh, I know. Those I know. are those are a little pricier. They're about a million and a See, half a piece. Steve uh, lives but, Steve lives on the beach down somewhere in the Carolinas. <laughs> I'm gonna say exactly where he can say if he wants to, but uh, he he has a and he's on Facebook. He has a beautiful family. His wife is gorgeous. His daughter's gorgeous. He listen. He he he's he he's got it made. Okay. He uh, he, he is. Six good he's living a dream. All right. Yeah. 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 Wait, how many hey, grandkids you got, Steve? Got six. I got three boys up in uh, Naperville. Uh, you know, your son's in Naperville. My, my daughter's son's in Naperville. I have four grandkids there. Yeah. Yeah. My, yeah. First, my oldest daughter's there with uh, three three boys. And we I need got, to, uh, three we need girls to hook, down You here. and I need to go to Naperville together sometime, okay? We so, need to do uh, that. Yeah, yeah, we definitely absolutely. do. So. Absolutely. So we, def we definitely will. But, uh, yeah. So, you know, it, it, well, I do call it, call it living the dream. Now, I, I call myself the uh, I, I do this in jest. I call myself the uh, the Colonel Sanders of trucking because I uh, New Century went out of business right before I turned 60. Right. And right. I, I went into business then. Uh, right. right. Just a month, two months before I turned 60. Now, Steve drove for New Century before he came to Landstar, just to give you a little background. Yeah. So. Yeah, okay. yeah, I had 33 years with four great companies that all went out of business. You know, two of them were union companies, and I right, knew how they right. were back in the 80s and 90s. But, uh, <laughs> yeah. but uh, then Javik, New Century, and so yeah, it was a, it was a, it was a good ride. It was a good ride. But you know, I, 
I've always been entrepreneurial, you know, right, always had, right. had, a, had a really nice nightclub back in my twenties. And, and so, yeah, you know, yeah. So I was very entrepreneurial. So, uh, but, but yeah, we, we, uh, uh, but we call it, like I said, I call myself the, the, uh, the Colonel Sanders of truck because he didn't start Colonel uh, KFC until he was 60. Yeah. I've never heard so he was, that. Okay. Yeah, he was sixty years old when he when he when he. So, do you have one of those string ties like he has and everything? <laughs> no, uh, I don't have that. We need to do uh, a picture of you with a white shirt and a string tie like that. Okay. Yeah. Steve so, Wheeler, he's finger looking good. Finger looking <laughs> good. <laughs> oh, I think oh, the Tito's. Goodness. I think the Tito's has been rolling. <laughs> <laughs> right, right, Chris. <laughs> oh, Listen, uh, don't uh, don't yeah. ask me no questions. I'm gonna <laughs> tell you no lies. <laughs> Uh, All right, back to back to LLC and S Corp. Okay, let's get okay, back on track so, here before we, <laughs> before yeah. we get in trouble. <laughs> so, all right, so so the, the normal progression is to start out as a sole proprietor and then go to an S Corp election. And right. like I say, you do have to do it by uh, by uh, by March fifteenth. And here's the thing: they're going to give you the date. Uh, I was real stupid back in the day when they gave me my date. It was January seventeenth. So yeah. I, I I did 17 days, 16 days as a sole proprietor in the rest of the year. And then you had to do two tax returns. I did. So, but, but, you know, really I've found out since if they give it to you in March, whatever date they put on it, just go back to the first of the year. They will not yeah. give you a problem. Yeah. One, one good reason, uh, there, the chances of being, audited are much less if you're an S corporation Absolutely. because they know Absolutely. they know if you're an S corporation you are running a real business you unless, are doing a unless, real payroll unless you let somebody pierce the corporate veil we'll talk about that in a minute yeah now here's the thing about a corporation S or not if you're going to be one you got to act like one got to act okay like if you don't act like one you can't be one all right a real and payroll the real that's exactly right so we'll get to that so let's go back yeah. let's go back to s corporate I'm, I'm jumping ahead of you i'm sorry so mm-hmm. yeah so i mean so yeah, we're not jumping too far ahead yeah so like i say most that's the normal progression when people start building up you know, you know their money gets a lot better you're you know if you got good customers and you built good relationships uh you know how it is. You, there's no reason why you can't do between a hundred and two hundred thousand a year in, in net profit if you're doing it really right. Uh, and so those people definitely need to be an S corporation. So uh, so once you get to be an S corporation, like that, you have you, things you must do. You must you must uh, do a, a real payroll. And I went with a payroll company, a, right? From a the, real from, payroll, no. So you said a real, a real payroll, payroll, not, not, not this, not this. Just pull money out when you need it out of no, out of that's whatever. Not out of the, no, yeah. that's not payroll. And, and, and uh, the IRS description of real payroll is it must be reasonable. So reasonable. let's let you let's let you address so, that word reasonable, Steve. Okay. So people people have always they've kind of uh, they they've said re- reasonable's kind of going up here lately. But <laughs> uh, you but, think? You but, think? Yeah, it has. <laughs> but 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 re- most people always said reasonable was paying a company driver uh, forty right. cent a mile, and hundred thousand miles was forty thousand a year. Uh, I've always paid myself more than that because we need to we need to be able to uh, qualify for for loans for rental rental property. So, so, you know, that's for me, I've paid myself more, but now, right now, you know, I've been paying myself, uh, I started out about 54,000, pay myself 72,000 now. Um, and still, you know, I, I mean, I did 190. So I did, I had a lot, I had a lot that was non-taxed for social security and Medicare. 
above mm-hmm. that. So uh, let's say that, that again. You paid yourself seventy two, but you actually made one ninety. So that means you had a hundred and eight or hundred and twenty eight, hundred eighteen, eighteen, yeah, in yeah. dividends. So right, we'll right. we'll t- we'll discuss that and what the Im- what the impact of that was. So right. now let's go back to the reasonable, okay? Because the IRS's description of reasonable is going to be if you didn't do the work, what would you what would have you to pay? pay somebody else to do it? And there's right. a lot of problem with this, okay? Yeah. Now here here's the strategy. The reason to do an S corp, the whole reason to do an S corp is to save on your taxes, okay? Mm-hmm. So the less that you pay yourself in payroll the more that you save because you're saving it on the self-employment tax on the dividends, right? Right, right, right. And the IRS knows that. They're not right. stupid, okay? Those, no. And, oh, by the way, the 87,000 new agents got axed, by the way. So, anyway, yeah. uh, the ones we have, they know that. So They know that. So, they're, and, and any CPA, anybody who's doing your tax returns, if you're not paying yourself a reasonable salary, they're going to put a letter on the front of your tax return that says, I've advised my client that they need to pay themselves a reasonable salary. And, uh, yep. and they're, going to, they're, going to sign, they're going to sign your tax return with that exclusion. Would you agree with yeah. that? Yeah, yeah, they will. They will. But right. uh, I've got, I, have got, uh, I have strategies that will take care of the reasonable amount and also save you even more tax money. Uh, here's, here's what, now, myself, I pay myself the salary, and I, through payroll, do payroll do per diem reimbursement through the payroll every month. All okay. right. I, but I do it on top of my salary because I need, I need that W-2 income. You know, you know how it is when you're to support your, 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 yeah. by the way, uh, so it's just so you know, Steve invests in real estate. That's his going, that's going to be his go-to when he gets out of trucking is real yeah. estate investment. He lives yeah. on the coast. He wants to have these, be, these Airbnbs down there that you can come down and rent from him. And, uh, he's going to make, he's going to get rich on that. So that's why he needs the W2 income to support his lending needs for these, for this rental income. Is that correct, Steve? Right. Correct, okay. and that's gotcha. why I pay myself more than I have to. Right, right now, right. Uh, I also pay I pay myself per diem reimbursement through the payroll. Uh, if one thing uh, people don't realize, the Trump tax cuts were fantastic in 2017. What they did not do was uh, they they made it impossible for the employee to take per diem off because because uh, employee business expenses went away. There are very few categories left on the Schedule A. Hardly anybody files a right, Schedule right. A anymore but they, because but they doubled the standard deduction. They doubled it, and it's right. and and inflation is bringing it up in twenty twenty three. It'll Correct. be twenty eight twenty eight thousand five hundred dollars for Correct. you and you and I uh, because we're married. Uh, so there's so, so the itemized deduction has gone away, including the per diem for company away. drivers. Right. So right. Right. right, right, and so so the so most of these companies out here now are doing per diem reimbursement. What they're doing right. is they're paying their employee the gross amount. They're reducing the number of days times sixty nine dollars that they were out on the road. They're reducing that gross pay by that amount, and then they're doing right. the tax calculations. They're doing right. the they're, they're, so those guys are saving seven point six five percent on on each uh, for each dollar that is put into per diem. All right. And then they're also not having to pay tax, federal or state tax. On Correct. That. So Correct. for most people, that's a uh, that's a, you know, that's around a, a 20, 25 percent of 
uh, you know, cut for them. If they, if they got 20000 in per diem for the year, that's $5,000 in tax savings for the employee. Correct. So in my case, I could take the 70000 uh, 72000 and I could reduce it by that per diem in through my payroll, but I don't because I want the full amount show. Um, and But for somebody that wanted to do it to, to pay yourself reasonably, you could also, you could make that, that part of the per diem come off of your gross pay and then right. do the tax calculation. So, for, so actually I do mine for a different reason, uh, right. but I would say anybody else right now, reasonable salary is about 54,000. And if somebody took the 54,000 and they, if they really wanted to save a lot of money on taxes, they could reduce it by the per diem and Correct. reimburse the Correct. per diem in the payroll and they would save even more. So they so, would be, They'd be in that thirty-six thousand range right. then, as far as uh, Social Security, and Medicare. That so let me let me let me let me let me go over that again because you're absolutely mm-hmm. right. But let me let me let me say it as from a layman's terms. Right. So it, so you're saying I always I've always advised people to do sixty, but but mm-hmm. fifty-four I'll go with fifty-four that. is kind of a that's kind of the. 54 right. is kind of reasonable. The, the, the 48 that people talk about is too low. Yeah, yeah. we know that. So yeah. if you pay yourself $54,000 a year as a reasonable salary, what's that, what's that a week? It's $2,050? Uh, well, I'd say $4,500 a month. So, you know, it would be about okay. about, a thousand, about a little over 1000 a week. You know, about a, about 1000 about, a, about okay. uh, 1200 So a you say you pay yourself about 1200 bucks a week as a salary, okay? Yeah. So, and then you take the per diem deduction. Now, now as an All owner operator, as an owner operator, you're entitled to this. Okay. Mm-hmm. Now, uh, now I would say this: as most most business owners are going to take that at the end of the year with one single swoop. But if you've got employees working for you, and we do this, we this is you know as a small business, we have very few benefits that we can do. One of the ones that we do is we do the per diem because, like you say, it adds up to about twenty five percent of their of their of their income, mm-hmm. you know, yeah. as as tax free, you know. Yeah. So we we do sixty nine bucks a day for every day that they're away from their home, supported exactly by right. their ELD logs. Okay. Mm-hmm. So uh, so it it averages about four hundred and fourteen dollars a week for our guys. You're out usually about six right. days on average. Okay. Yeah. So four hundred fourteen dollars a week. They're they're not paying tax on that. They're exactly. getting the money, but they're getting it tax free. Okay, so they're saving now, them about five grand in taxes. Correct. Altogether. So five grand. I mean, first of all, it's their money; they can do what they want to with it. But you know, we we advise a lot of our guys. Well, use that to go buy your health insurance. You know, we're in the business of training people to be in business for themselves. Mm-hmm. So we don't offer a lot of benefits like that because when you go into business for yourself, you're the person that is responsible for providing your benefits, right? Exactly. You're breaking that bond of being an employee to become an employer. As the employer, you're the one that gives the benefits. So here's a way for you to get $5,000 of tax-free money, and now you can go out and buy yourself health insurance and provide it for yourself as opposed to having somebody else give it to you. That's kind of what we think about that. You can do whatever you want to with it, but that's what we do. Now, um, uh, I kind of lost my train of thought here. So going back to the reasonable uh, uh, the reasonable salary mm-hmm. of, of, of uh, what we say, 12 54 to 60. That's fine. Yeah. 54 mm-hmm. to 60. So now the average person at Landstar that runs the way we teach them to run does 150 to 200 grand net profit after, mm-hmm. after expenses. You know, so they, they've now got, okay, another 100000 to $150,000 worth of profit 
Okay, right. then now that's going to become dividend. It's, it's mm-hmm. untaxed at the time that they took it, right? So now yes. they have mm-hmm. to. So now instead of paying the fifteen point three percent self-employment tax, all they have to pay is a seven point six two or seven point six five. No, they don't even have to pay that. They no, they'll they'll only have federal and state tax. Depends, it depends on what their tax, their, what their tax bracket is. Right. Uh, if they're in the twelve percent bracket. And they could be down in twelve percent bracket with some of the some of the uh, some of the tax savings. I'm going to show you a little later. Uh, okay. And so so they could be in the twelve percent uh, if they're a married couple. Well, could I need be in you to help me because I'm in the thirty seven percent tax bracket. Can you help me? <laughs> okay. I, I know. I, I I know you are. You got seventeen trucks. You got to have. You got to be in the thirty seven. Jesus Christ! I'm in the thirty seven. <laughs> I pay thirty seven percent federal. Another four and a half state. And another two and a half local. And, okay. And you're paying triple for your Medicare Part B <laughs> too because of your Absolutely. It just went it just went yeah. up. I made so much money last year. I have to pay for Medicare now. I pay five hundred and eighty three dollars a week for Medicare. Okay, I'm sixty nine <laughs> friggin' years old, okay? So uh, Well, it's because you're like I say, when you make too much money, they, they that's what they say you're taking making too I'm much going money, home but. and quitting, okay? Why am I doing this? All right? Why am I yeah. doing this? I don't know why y'all well, rich people are, are complaining about paying your fair share. Uh, yeah, I my know. fair share. What is your fair share? I pay them fifty percent. Okay, uh, anyway, that's I, it. That's it. Uh, but I'm, but you're you're right though. But yeah, but you know, once you get up to the certain levels there, you know, like say you don't you, you lose a lot of deductibility on other things no, and all like no that. Shit. But, uh, yeah, no you, shit. Yeah, 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 yeah. But hey, it's a good. Hey, you know, it's a quality problem to have. Yeah, you know, when when you know, I, do, I do you remember wish, when you had? Do you remember when you had uh, one truck and 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 you found somebody that had a Facebook post that that said, "Wow, this guy might we might be able to help each other." You know, I don't <laughs> the guy that. sitting over there beside you. You know, and you know what? Guess what? It's a it's a quality problem to have when you get yeah, to seventeen yeah, trucks. I guess. And, and, I guess. You know, I just but, wish I could. I wish I could dictate what the money. You know, when I look at all the money that I give the government, I wish I could dictate where it went, okay? Oh, yes. Could you not send it to Ukraine, okay? Could you send it, you know, (laughs) I I, I digress. We're going to get in trouble here, so I'm going to shut up, so. Yeah. So <laughs> let's get back to the, to the escort though. On, let's on the, do uh, let's, That's a good, that's a good idea. Yeah. On that, on that tax situation. Let's see. We got, uh, where was I uh, thinking on the, okay. Oh, the per diem. Okay. You were talking Here's, about maybe being able to save enough money that you didn't have to pay the 7.63 or 7.62 uh, yeah, on yeah. the, on the dividends. So I'm, right. I'm you don't all have to pay, you, know, you don't, you do not have to pay. You do not have to pay any social security or Medicare tax on the draw dividend, whatever we call it. Okay. You, you're only paying the, 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 your tax rate on that. Now, you know, once we, once we get into, uh, you know, once we get into all the, all the tax savings that we can do, uh, you can reduce that money, that number down a lot. Uh, already, I mean, we we know we know certain things we're going to be able to do. We can reduce it with the Trump tax cut. That's a biggie when you're doing 190 thousand, all that profit there. That's a big that's a big deduction there. The 20 percent pass through. That's huge. 20 percent. Yeah, that's huge right. when you're getting that's, to that. Absolutely, point. absolutely. Right. right. That's a that's. And a I'll tell you doubt. something else. Now, now let me tell you, the per diem is normally only deductible at 80 percent. But the past two years, yes. it's been deducted with 100%. 100, right. 100%. Now, is that going to be renewed? Is there a sunset on that, or is that going to be renewed no, every year by the IRS? No, we're back We're back to 80. 
And and he, you so know, that's for sure. 80. We're back to eighty this right. year. Yeah, we're back to eighty. Shit. Now I See, give I give myself through payroll the hundred percent, but on my I do too. My, I do too. On my accounting, I only take eighty. So you're giving your your folks a twenty percent. No, you're I'm, giving them, yeah giving yeah. them a, a, a you're giving them twenty percent. That is that is what they can go out and get their uh their 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 health insurance for. I'm and giving re- them a hundred percent. I can only deduct eighty percent. Right. And remind me later, I'm I've giving, got a, yeah. I've got a, I got a great tip on the health insurance for later. Uh, okay. Write that down, that Chris. He's got a health insurance tip later. Yeah. yeah later. He's, I've been, he's, I've been, he's being producer tonight. Okay. Yeah. So, yeah. And you know, it might, he might even, it may, it for sure might help him, uh, in his situation right now where he goes, he's got three kids. He's got, you know, he can get it pretty cheaply, but Y'all are pretty but, confident that I'm gonna be able to read my own writing. So, <laughs> so do I need to go? Do I need to go have some more kids or something? I mean, is there something I need to do here? It, it always helps. I mean, you know, you. I mean, look at all yeah. the look at all the Damn. all the tax credits that that Chris got for three years, a couple of years there during COVID. I mean, Clar- COVID. <laughs> Clar- Clarence, so we got it. We got a regular here. It's going. Come on, guys, stay on track. <laughs> <laughs> I haven't seen a comment yet. Anyhow, you I, haven't? Didn't, I didn't well, know. Do we have any? Clar- how many we got on? Oh, tonight? we got a bunch. Click. Uh, you can. You're probably not clicking the right thing. Over to the right, top right. You can click comments, and they'll all show up. Oh, okay. So no, we yeah. got a bunch. We got a bunch. I've, I've we'll got full. So, I got. Well, I've me, got full screen. <laughs> let me play producer here for a minute. So yeah, if you want, you want to ask one, we can, we can, we can get right. So back we to this. we've talked about we've talked about business structure. All right. So we've got LLC, which which we do kind of need to break this down to the basics because if you were an owner operator. Most people that we're talking to, our target right here, is the single truck owner-operator. So we've talked about business structure, which is sole mm-hmm. proprietor versus S-corporation. No, versus and, LLC versus well, S-corp. L- okay, sole yes. proprietor yeah. versus LLC versus with S-corp. an S-corp election. Correct. And how that can benefit them. Because we can – I mean, you guys are so incredibly knowledgeable on this stuff. Well, thank that, you. Well, thank that, you, buddy. Well, Thanks. easy. <laughs> Hang on. Well, thank you. Um, but here's the thing. I have heard this so much. I mean, yeah, I want y'all to think back. When I first joined Larry in 2018, he was still driving and I was driving. And we would talk on the phone for hours and hours and hours. And I would ask him these questions. And so I've kind of gotten this through osmosis over the years, right? I have gotten this kind of fed to me piece by piece and then I have seen it work out. But I think we do need to step back a minute to the basics, not get too far off in the weeds, because the single truck owner operator right now, based on our TikTok comment section, um, the, the, if you watch the comments that people make, there's so much that people say because, well, my buddy told me or my uncle told me or somebody told me this or somebody told me that. And really, they have no clue. They don't have a hell. They don't have one percent of the knowledge that's based on experience that the both of you have, right? You guys have lived and breathed this for so many years that I think we do need to we do need to take a couple of steps back um, and make sure that we're hitting the basics, and then we can expand in the comments. So we've got the basic business structure. You're either going to be a sole proprietor or you're going to have an LLC with an S-Corp election. Um, then the next thing, I think, would just be the practical application of that. You've, you Because you're going to have to have a payroll. How do you do that? How do you find a payroll company? How do you um, uh, 
you know, how do you set up that LLC? Because think about Larry mentioned those uh, those sharks on um, the satellite radio that 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 yeah. tell you all these lies about right. oh well if you got a back tax that we'll fix it which is bullshit it's absolutely not going to happen they're just going to take your money and not do anything for you there's, and there's, a there's lo- nothing they do that you can't do for yourself exactly right. so right. let's do that next because I, I think it has been overcomplicated how to set up an LLC I mean hell I did it uh, on the West Virginia website in like 20 minutes yeah you know yep. so we we need to be able to set up that structure. I love what Steve said about you know because I've got three kids. I'm that guy. Mm-hmm. My kids yep. are between seven and six or eight and sixteen. Yeah. So I literally could do that. I mean, I'm the absolute example that could do that. Now I'm an S corp, so you know. But if you're going to set up that LLC, make sure you understand one that most states now have you don't have to pay somebody it's not super complicated you go to your state's website you answer some questions you fill out some forms you push some buttons and boom you're an llc then you get your ein so why don't you hit the very very basics of setting up an llc and some of that terminology so that the people that don't have that right now know what to do next yeah we will do that i just want to correct one thing there on the uh on, on the kids uh, working for you. Uh, that works best if you're a sole proprietor. Now, if you're an S corporation, you do have to do the Social Security and Medicare on them. That, it has right. to go through a payroll. Go through I, have, payroll. I have to put them into my payroll. Be you have to, to put them right. into your payroll. They don't have to pay any tax up to 12000 right. almost 14000 It's tax-free tax for them up to 12000 right. but, 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 but deduction the, but, for you, but it's yeah, tax-free to yeah. them. Yeah. Yes. But now they would be getting some of that, uh, some of that one of those thirty-five years you got to have <laughs> for your Social Security one day to have a decent Social Security. So right. they'd be getting that. But that is the one caveat uh, that if uh, if you're if you're a sole proprietor, that would be that would be if you Chris had one truck and your truck did one hundred and twenty thousand, you would be staying as a sole proprietor because of what you could pay the kids, what they could do with that money to help their future. And not have to pay all that money to the government, and still would be able to stay a sole proprietor. That would gotcha. be that person, you know. But you know, for most people, like I say, uh, you know, when I was thinking about you, when when I when I thought about the kids, because your kids are right in that range, you know. Right. So. so I guess I mean I've always been one that advocated being an S corp if you're if you're at sixty seven. So I need to probably step back from that, and there because like I said, there's an exception to that. And as if you have young kids that you can pay in payroll, that needs to bump up to you're saying right. one twenty before. I'd they say would... well, if you had three, if you had three kids, yeah, I mean, you know, maybe 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 a hundred for two, maybe ninety for for one. You're okay. gonna have your Q and, and your QBI. Really, we're, if, if we're at eighty five thousand, then you get your QBI. That's a, that's about the number right there to go go okay. escort because you're gonna QBI knock off. sunsets in twenty twenty five. So that means yeah. that you know, okay. So I I need to adjust my um, my my philosophy there because I I kind of preach that you know yeah uh, to to people. So okay, I, I appreciate that. Chris, go ahead yeah. with your next point. Yeah, go ahead, go ahead, Chris, and we'll, well, we'll go I, to. I, I think I think let's let's break. You know, an LLC is really not that difficult to obtain. You know, no. uh, now in twenty twenty three, I would assume that most states. 
Secretary of State is going to have a fairly basic process. Now, of course, the government can overcomplicate anything. Um, <laughs> yeah. But I found that here in West Virginia, it was not that difficult. They love yeah. it. They, they love for you to, to set that up. So a lot of them have, over the last few years, have come into this, what they call customer-focused, which is hilarious. <laughs> um, we're focused on you as a customer. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Yes. Um, but they, they, they've simplified the process. And, and of course, if you go to a CPA in your state, um, they can, they know, okay, well, I'm in New York and here's, I've got to do A, B, C, and D in order to set up that LLC, but it's not super complicated. Uh, even the the KGB, I mean the IRS, has <laughs> has kind of made the process of getting an EIN simpler, the employer yeah. identification number. But we do need to break this down a little more simply because remember our our target audience here on Blue Ribbon is the first time owner operator, and right. the LLC thing scared the crap out of me. Because my wife and I went and sat down, when I still had my truck, we went and sat down in the office of the CPA, and one of the, one of the, the red flags that went off was he said, okay, well, you know, you need to do this, this, and this, and you'll, you'll pay this. And I looked at it, and I went, well, I can't afford that. Well, that was the first red flag that my business, was, my business structure was wrong, and we were spending too much money because I literally could not live on the reasonable salary plus the dividends because we were spending so much money. It was the first red flag that went off for me that, wait a minute, I've done this all wrong. And so if we can explain to everyone what those simple terms are, that if you want to be an owner-operator and you want to have that business that lasts beyond two years, what do we need to do day one? Should we have LLC on day one? Should we be self-proprietor for maybe a year, look and see how we do, and then maybe in year two we go to sole, or we go to S corp with, or I mean LLC with the S corp election. That that should be our first kind of base level, and then we can expand on that further because we've got some good questions, got a couple of good questions in here, but we need to caution everybody that. A bunch of the BS nonsense that you've heard on late night talk radio or the CB uh, about how you're going to shield yourself from taxes is is just horseshit. You know, yeah. um, it's a sales pitch to get you to buy because you're not going to run from the IRS. They are the most capable collection agency the world has ever known. And if you try to if you try to pull one over on the IRS, bless your heart. Because it ain't gonna happen, you know. But we, you got to remember that one of the things that we preach at our people over and over and over again is you got to know your numbers. You can't know your numbers unless you're doing basic accounting. If you're not doing basic accounting, the IRS is going to eat you alive because when they show up eventually, at some point, they're going to show up and say, "Okay, well, show me the numbers." And if you've got a shoebox full of receipts. Somebody asked, "What was the?" Uh, let me hit this one. What was the? What would be the best way to turn in all of my paperwork to a tax accountant? Not in a shoebox, okay? <laughs> or or a Walmart bag. I or can, a Walmart. I bag. can tell you how that works, okay? I can tell you how that works. <laughs> so 
it, 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 it's daily habits. We talk, you know, we make this reference to uh, Mr. Miyagi, you know, wax on, wax off. It's the daily habits of being able to account. When you have a fuel receipt, account for it. When you go buy a pair of gloves, account for it. When you buy fuel, account for it. And then weekly or monthly, you need to reconcile that data. And at least then you have something for the CPA to work with. And that CPA, if you don't give them a, a, a stroke, when you walk in the door or they don't lock the door when they see you pull in the parking lot, then they can get you the best, uh, most advantageous tax situation that you can have. But we can get lost in all the weeds of all the very, very important experience-based advice that you guys have. But let's be honest, most people don't even have a damn spreadsheet. You know, they have no idea what they're spending. They have no idea what their fuel cost is. They just don't know because they're like, well, hell, I got to pick up loads and I got to deliver them. And, and that's it, you know. So, um, the, that the, question, the structure is important. Yeah. Yeah. That question right there is very important. And most people, most people don't, they don't, they don't do it right. Uh, Evan there, Evan Eisman, uh, I, what I would tell him is I don't care if you do it on a napkin, if you do it in a little ledger book, if you can develop, if you're decent with spreadsheets, if you want to go get, go pay for QuickBooks or profit gauges, profit gauges is the easiest. Uh, you know, I, I know when you get a certain size, I know y'all have to do QuickBooks with the number of trucks you got, but one truck operator, $19 a month, and it's all online. You put stuff in there. It gives you the reports out. Uh, at the end of the year, it, you have a one-page report that looks exactly like the Schedule C that when you hand that to your tax accountant, he's going to kiss you because that's how, that's how good that, that report is. Now, you can make reports well with, with QuickBooks and other things, too, and spreadsheets. But just like you said, account for it when you do it. And the easy it's so easy. I mean, everybody should have a fuel gauges account. You can account for the fuel right there easily, right when you do it, right when you pump the fuel. You can put it all in there. And my fuel gauges, my my fuel gauges sinks right over to my profit gauges. So I don't have to, I don't have to, I don't have to account for fuel again. I add the, you know, I add everything up uh, with the discounts in. I add everything up to make sure it matches my fuel gauges, but it does all the time because I'm I'm a stickler for numbers. Um, so. Do it every day, Evan. If you do it every day yourself, and then hand hand that. If you do it through profit gauges, you can hand him that one page re- tax report, and he can do your taxes in a matter of a couple of hours. It's going to cost you a lot less to get your taxes done on a Schedule C if you hand him that like in, in that manner. So uh, so just do it every day. However, figure out a system. And, and do it every day and, and keep up with it. Download, <laughs> down, oh, da, this is very important. Everybody should be downloading their e-logs every month or every six months because most uh, Omnitracks, all of them at Landstar, they require uh, them not to allow you to be able to get your logs after six months. The IRS is going to, get, they're going to they're gonna disallow your per diem deduction if you do not have your logs just a PDF. You don't have to print them. A PDF of all your logs. 
and have that, just have that PDF in your electronic files so that if you ever get audited, you've got that taken care of. So, but go ahead, Chris, with the next so, one there. So here's a question. Uh, hey, Steve, you mentioned profit gauges for solo owner operators. Are there other apps you recommend? I have heard, what's that one called that everybody, we get asked about it all the time. Fog line. Fog line. Have you, do you have any experience with that fog line and know anything about it? No, it's a, from what I hear, isn't that, isn't that one of the uh, BCOs that developed yeah. it? Yeah, here? I think like a BCO. It's developed by BCO. Yeah. It, it, it's yeah. a complete management system. You know, uh, listen, any any accounting software works. It it's does. How, it's what level you are. Uh, the thing about profit gauges is it's designed for truck drivers. Okay, now I'm not promoting this because it's KR. It's 19 bucks a month. It's, uh, th there's a lot of um, uh, support that comes with that. You don't have to be an accountant to use profit gauges. I don't use it because it's not powerful enough to do what I do. Yeah, I you can't add I, the different trucks together like you got need. Right? Well, it also does not do any balance sheet. It doesn't do any liability assets. Right. Okay. Yeah. So I do I do desktop QuickBooks, but I'm a advanced bookkeeper. I'm not right. his level. I'm not a CPA or I'm not an accountant. I'm certainly not a tax accountant, but I'm a extremely good uh, bookkeeper. Okay. But I want to work in a general ledger, and so I don't want to deal with, you know, I describe desktop QuickBooks, and, and I'm going to date myself. But if you guys remember, you don't remember, but there was a, there was a time when you went from MS-DOS to Windows. Chris, do you remember that? Uh so MS, <laughs> MS, he was a kid. <laughs> so, 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 Steve, you're going to remember, you know, MS-DOS is when you typed uh, commands onto a screen with a C prompt. A black screen. C, black, C yeah. colon, backslash, yeah. backslash. Yeah. And then Windows came out and everything was in pictures. <laughs> That's the difference between desktop QuickBooks and QuickBooks Online. I hate QuickBooks Online, okay? Because yeah. I can't get to the ledger. I've got to work with all the the window frames and all the bullshit, okay? <laughs> it, it it probably works for somebody that, that, that I don't know. I, anyway. So I work in general ledgers, okay? I don't deal with the, you know, the, the stuff working in the background. Uh, but, but profit gauges works. It works for individual It works for an individual one, one truck for sure. Absolutely. Yeah. It, now, yeah. it will not, your, your accountant is not going to be able to take the liabilities and assets off of it. It's not going to balance no. to your checkbook. No, it's not going to, no it's you, not, have to not, do a, you have to do your balance sheet separately. It, yes. It's not even going to balance your fuel cards, okay? Yeah. But it's going to give yeah. you a P&L. It's going to give you income versus expenses, all right? That's, that's the basics. And that's what most people need, all right? That's what it, most will be the, need. it will be the exact figures the IRS has to have. Exactly. Uh, now, if you're, an S, if you're an S corporation, the 1120S, we have to do we have to do a balance sheet. I do those separately, balance sheets. Yeah, you know, every month I do that. Right. Uh, you know, but so we have to do that separately. Well, That's just I, one of I them. can I can speak from experience with profit gauges because, and it and it taught me that hugely important lesson that if you have not created the habits, which is what we teach here, right. wax on, wax off, every day, getting in the habit, the muscle memory. When, when you're trying to go back and enter three months of data, 
it's so much harder. And, and at that point, it doesn't matter. You could be using a piece of paper, a ledger. You could be using QuickBooks. You could be using profit gauges. If you are not daily, you get a receipt in your hand and you file it. You account for it. You scan it. You do whatever you're going to do with it. And then weekly, you know, with profit gauges is great because you can set it up per your carrier, how your carrier lays out a, a, a settlement. And then you can you put every line in there, and then it balances. And if it's out of balance, you see a red number, and it says, "Okay, well yeah. you're out of balance. You got to go figure out find your it. mistake." Mm -hmm. Yeah. Then you can enter those individual expenses that aren't on the settlement. I bought a pair of gloves. I bought some oil. I bought antifreeze, whatever it was. But if you're not doing that daily or weekly, or monthly at the absolute minimum. But mm -hmm. even, I found that monthly's hard. Because it's hard for me to remember, man, I got this receipt, but well, what did I do on that day? You're, you're yeah. better off doing that weekly. That's what Larry Damn. does, you know. Um, but that's, that's the big thing here. All this LLC, S-Corp, sole proprietor stuff is important. Mm -hmm. It's important to begin to understand. And, and you guys probably need to go back and listen to this a couple of times because there are terms that they throw around equally, that, that, easily, that don't make my eyes glaze over anymore because <laughs> I began yeah. to understand it. Right. But if you get to a word that Larry and Steve have talked about, pause, Google, what <clears> in the <throat> hell does that mean? And then you're like, okay, then you go back and listen to it. Oh, okay, that makes sense. But the big picture here is if you are not accounting for your revenue expenses every day, you cannot know the health of your business. And if you don't know the health of your business, one day it's going to die and you're going to go, what the hell just happened? <laughs> yeah. Well, remember exactly. that the, the, tonight we're, you know, the subject here was taxes. You know, taxes uh, assume that you're already doing basic bookkeeping and keeping records. So we probably could address that, but, but it's, it, we're kind of, we kind of started at a, at a higher level than that. We started at, you know, business structure and, and what, and, and the tax advantages of each. But if you want to go there, that's fine. But the bottom line is it doesn't matter what system you use. Any system works. Even spreadsheets work. Even a file folder with repairs, fuel, uh, that works. It, 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 keeping the receipt, I, I would prefer that you digitize them because especially thermal paper, it goes away. Mm -hmm. And the IRS, yep. by the time you get audited seven years from now, it's, you can't <laughs> see it. You know, but but digitizing, getting in the habit, the wax on, wax off, of I got a receipt, I got to do something. You know, that's what we teach our guys. You can't leave the fuel island if you work for us without scanning that receipt in. You better not. If you don't, you're going to have his foot in your ass. Okay, <laughs> that's what we do here. Is we teach Man. you the habits so that you get the basic, you know, understanding of the of what you the skill sets that you need to survive in business. Okay, any business. And so, you know, we as truck drivers, we, we, we think the important thing is delivering freight. And it's, it's, it's important, but it's not the only thing. If you can't tell me whether or not you're making money or not, I don't care how much freight you deliver, okay? It doesn't matter. You're still going to go out of business, all right? So the, this, basic, this basic skills of keeping records, it has to happen. That's, you know, that's the number one problem we have with taking people who drive trucks for a living and let them buy a truck and become a business owner is now they have to act like a business owner 
and they don't know how to do it. And the number, if, if I don't care what, I've said this over and over again, you go to a McDonald's restaurant and you find the owner, if you can find him, and you ask him what a ketchup packet costs that goes out the drive through window, mm-hmm. and he'll tell it to you to the, cent, to the tenth of a cent. You ask a truck driver what his fuel mileage is, well, it was seven or six or eight or, I don't know, depends <laughs> on the wind, okay? Has no freaking idea. And yet he's in a business running up and down the road in a $200,000 truck, you know, in a business. So, I mean, that, that's, that's the problem here, you know. Uh, again, we're talking about taxes tonight because of the time of year it's, it is, okay? It's time, it's the time of year to make the decision whether to be an S-Corp or an LLC or a sole proprietor or whatever. And April 15th is around the corner, or March 15th if you're a corporation is around the corner. But if you don't have the basic understanding that every time I spend money, I've got to account for it, I'll tell you something else too, okay? You know, I've got accounting clients, okay? I've got one, I've got a new one, and he, sp- he, he, get, he uses his business debit card to pay for all his meals. I'm like, dude, that's not deductible. That's what the pretend's for. Quit doing that. Okay. Yeah. That's not a deduction. Quit spending that out of your, pay that out of your pocket. So understanding the tax law, understanding what's deductible, understanding what it is, that's, that's part of being in business, you know? And, uh, I'm, we're getting way off track here, but anyway, well, um, but th- well, there's something important there because if you'll, if you'll take the time to sit down with a real CPA, they'll tell you, they'll give you information like that. You know, yeah. the, the, what I, what I would like everybody to understand is that everything that we teach in the blue ribbon program and everything that we're talking about on this show tonight is experience based. Right. 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 And w- you know, anybody that goes anywhere with me, um, I, I took one of the guys with me to lunch today, and the very minute that the receipt touched my hand, my phone came out of my pocket, and I scanned <laughs> it. You know why? Not because I think that's the best way to do it. I know me, and if that receipt goes in my pocket, I'll never see it again. Right. If I throw <laughs> that fuel receipt on my, uh, on my dash, I'll find it 18 months from now when I'm cleaning up the truck. Oh, hell, there's that, there's that fuel receipt, right, you know. Right, right, right. It's got to be an absolute habit that you don't even think about. It's just, right. oh, there's a receipt. I've got to scan this. And at least if it's in iCloud, Google Drive, Dropbox, wherever it is, it doesn't matter, the platform, if you will at least just create that habit, what do you, what, tell me this, guys. Give me the three, five, seven, nine, whatever it is. If I have a Dropbox, a, an iCloud folder, a Google Drive folder, how many folders should I have and what should they be called that I'm going to put my receipts in? There's a question for you. That well, depends on how OCD you are. <laughs> right. Your, well, your categories. I mean, you yeah. Know, yeah, it's like you said. You can you can you can have a lot of categories under categories, but really the, the main categories, fuel, uh, you know, fuel toll scales, you know, uh, maintenance, maintenance, uh, re- main- well, maintenance repairs, you know, some people will separate those, but right. yeah, I always keep those together unless it's something big. Um, let's see, uh, da, da, uh supplies, obviously, office um, supplies. Oh, well, office, I have those separate, right? Supplies for the truck and office supplies, those, those two are separate. And under office supplies, if I buy postage, it goes in there. I mean, you know, everything office goes in there. I mean, I don't, I don't 
yeah, I, I got a guy one day with he had forty five hundred subcategories on profit gauges. Right, I, we right. cleaned him. We cleaned 4, him up. Forty five hundred. Yeah. Every, everything he ever got, he made a category for that one right, item. Right, I mean, you know, it was right. like over like five years. I was, you know, I said, you got to clean this up. So I, yeah, you want to keep it pretty simple though. The main, yeah, you know, like I say, the, all the main ones. I know we ma- missed a major category. Things. You know, the major more category. subcategories you have, the more analysis you can do. I right. just looked some, at my chart. Some, some, I, some, Chris, you you won't pick up. Uh, you won't pick up needing a, a receipt to put in it your in right. your things on your settlement those are settlement categories stuff is already but they're done, yeah. Yeah, but those yeah. see uh profit gauges will set that up for you they they right. have a template for landstar because they probably got uh, i don't know a thousand or fifteen hundred landstar you know right. clients so uh so but yeah it, there's there's a grand total of 19 categories on schedule c uh if you look through there we don't use but about 12 of them and then right. we have a few that they don't have uh, right. But that's kind of it. But then I would like you like you were talking about, Chris, if you can separate it inside of Google Drive and have have those those separated. So it's a little bit easier when whoever's doing the accounting ends up going through it. If they have to go through, it's just like that. The Google Drive is just like the, uh, the Walmart bag. If it's all put in one file, that's, you know, right. when, it, when, right. when they get it. Now, it'll look a little better than the ones coming out of the Walmart bag. But yeah. Well, let me let me do this. Let, let's there's there's about three or four comments here. I want to hit these comments and we'll give them a quick answer, and then I've got the two notes that I've made, and then I've got the piecelet de la resistance that we're going to end the show with, uh, that always pisses everybody off. So let's let we'll end with that. Um, so we got uh, hi Steve. If I buy a used truck, new to me, mm-hmm. can I take depreciation on it, or did the original owner get that, and I only get the normal expense write off? You get whatever you paid for it that you can get it as a depreciation put in a in a on, as a three year property in a four year schedule, or you can section one seventy nine the entire amount most likely, uh, you know because this is going to be a used truck fifty sixty thousand you could probably write it off the first year if need be. But let's ahead, discuss Larry. that because we we talked about that earlier and I said well I would defer that so let me let me mm-hmm. de- let's talk about mm-hmm. depreciation versus section one seventy nine uh, so here. Right. See, I'm going to talk, and you tell me if I'm wrong, okay? Depreciation is taking the uh, the amount of money that you spend for an item and 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 de- and and taking the deduction over really four years. It's three years, but yeah. unless you bought it on January one, it's going right. to come in four years because the partial years, okay? Right. Section okay. one seventy nine is an IRS uh, uh, provision. And, it, and it, it changes every year, and the IRS establishes that. And they usually don't do it till late in the year, like April, when they decide it. But they'll say, okay, this year the 179 limit is $100,000. I think it's 250 it this year. But yeah. yeah. So in, in that situation, if what you bought is less than what the 179 maximum amount is for that year, and then I'm going to go with him and say 250 then you can deduct it all in one year. Right. Here's what happens, though. You This is where having a good tax accountant comes in because there's a strategy there, okay? If you're having a really, really, really good year and it's 2021 and you made an ass load of money and you bought a truck and you want to depreciate the whole thing and offset a lot of that income, bam, it's available mm-hmm. to you. But yeah. it's 2022 and you didn't make an ass load of money in 2022, but you think 2023 is going to be better? And 2024 is going to be better than that. 
Depreciate. Maybe you depreciate it, so you have those that deduction over a three or four year period. So oh. that's a difference between full depreciation and a one seventy nine. And your and your tax accountant is going to set up a de- depreciation schedule for you, and they're going to tell you what the depreciation is for each year of that item. Now, uh, uh, did I do okay there, Steve? Or, or yeah, you did, and and like you did, and like I say, there's there's only a certain instance. I don't like the one seventy nine. Everything I did, I I got a I got a hundred forty eight thousand uh, dollar. Ten ninety nine for that truck, and so I did one seventy nine it, so it would be a wash that year I that I got in twenty twenty, but I did it and it didn't change my situation any because I got a I had one hundred forty eight thousand dollar income, you know the gift, and one hundred forty eight thousand uh, dollar section one seventy nine, but in most cases. I like to depreciate it if you're planning on staying in business. But the guy that's going to be out of business in a year or two, he might want a section 179. If he's not a real, real, if he's not going to hang in business, he probably won't get to all of his depreciation. That's that's the kind of the only one. Now, Kevin, Kevin, I love Kevin to death, but Kevin, he talks about section 179. Always wipe it out if you can. Right. I'm 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 of the feeling. We, we, our first two tax brackets are pretty low, ten and twelve percent. I like to fill up those two tax brackets. So if you're a married couple in in 2022, your taxable income is eighty two thousand or less. That means that means a hundred five thousand dollars adjusted gross income. You're still in the twelve percent federal tax bracket. Right. I don't mind filling that bracket up. I'd rather use I'd rather use the depreciation to keep some for next year. Now, if you get if you get once you get past that amount, then it's twenty two percent. Then yeah, you know, I want to I want to use enough depreciation to bring it down to that point, and and then that's it. I like to do it that way. I do the same thing when I when I advise people about um, changing traditional IRA money, rolling it over to Roth. Same but but so. here but here but Steve here's where here's where having a good tax accountant comes. What you just said there is your strategy, okay? Yeah. And and so here's where having a relationship with a good tax accountant that understands your situation. That's why I hate these national uh, truck driving accountant services. That you know I won't yeah. say the four letters, but you know they start with A and end with S. You know, I don't, I don't, I, 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 this is why you don't do that, okay? Right. Because there's not one size that fits all here. Everybody's situation is different. You need yeah. to go in somewhere in your town and find somebody that, that, that you can work with, that you can get kneecap to kneecap across their desk and go, here's the yeah. deal. And they understand your situation, okay? Because exactly. everybody's different. And what you just said is absolutely right. But, but you'll find so many people, though, that just go well. No, here's the way to do that, and that's just yeah. not. Ex- that's exactly not right. So well, are, and there, and yeah, go ahead. there are no blanket answers. No, no, especially not. when it comes to they're, taxes. Do you know what right. the tax code looks like? It looks like this thick. Okay, it's this thick, and there's nobody that knows it. There's not one human being that knows that tax code. So every it, no, every every, every year they give the same family's finances to fifty tax preparers, CPAs, enrolled agents, they give it to them. And you know what? They come up with 50 different answers there you on go. the tax return. So it's almost like, it's almost like PC. 
Everybody's yeah. got an interpretation of it, okay? <laughs> so who are you going to believe? Well, whoever yeah. the hell knows your situation best. So. Right. All right, let's move on to the next one. <clears throat> okay. S- Steve, can I loan my LLC money to buy a truck and pay myself back with interest, say 10%, or maybe I'll charge myself 25% payday <laughs> well, loan rate. That ain't going to fly, but the 10 would, but yes. Go ahead, Steve. Uh, you take it away. Yeah, and I, I, that's, that's just making things too confused. Look, if you're going to, when you, when you, here's, when you go into business, you're going to, if you have the money and you put the money out to buy the truck, then you're going to get that either a depreciation or a section 179. You're going to get that anyhow. You are confusing your taxes a lot by trying to do this. If you do that, you're going to have to also, you have to also pay pay interest on the uh, on the uh, on on the uh, uh, the the when on pay taxes on the interest. So pay tax on so, the interest, right? right yeah. Right. So you're you're yeah yeah you're gonna yeah. So it that is confusing thing. It's kind I of just, a wash though, isn't it, Steve? Isn't it a wash? It's about a wash, except you're yeah. gonna probably have to pay a little tax on the interest. I mean, it really would be a wash other than. That. But when you go into business, you're putting capital in. Let's say you put forty thousand in to buy that truck. Rather than loan it to it now, if somebody else is loaning it to you, then you pay them back. You don't, you don't get, to, you don't get any deduction for your payments back to them, but you do get deductions for the interest, and you what get about, to send them a ten ninety nine, so they got to pay tax on the interest. What about recapture though on that when sold? Uh, when it's sold, well, when it's sold, you're going to still depreciate it like normal. Anything you depreciate, uh, if you depreciate that forty thousand dollar truck fully. And then you sell it for twenty thousand. You're going to pay five thousand in tax. The, the, right. the recapture. recapture is twenty five percent of it. Now, if you have it, if you have a, a, a situation, and I've gotten a truck for a very very cheap price, that if I were to sell it later on, you I got might, a truck for you got a truck for free. Come on, quit screwing with No, no, with no, us, no, okay? no I, that one I've already depreciated. <laughs> I'll, have, I'll have to pay recapture on that. I have a I have a vehicle though that. That I bought that is uh, that I bought for a very good price. I right. may make forty thousand uh, appreciation on it. Then I right. would be paying capital gains tax at that point. Correct on it, but Correct. I would be paying recapture on the twenty five uh, for just the amount of of, of uh, depreciation I had. So, What's the current so, capital gains rate, by the way? Do you know off the top of your head? Uh, well, if you're if you're if you're still in the ten or twelve percent bracket we were talking about earlier, if yeah. your your AGI for twenty twenty two was under one hundred and five, is a zero. Mine's thirty seven percent. What's my capital? Gain? Yeah, yours yours is fifteen percent. <laughs> Thank you. So, Thank you very much. Uh, but well, but, I think I think but, the big picture here is don't don't overcomplicate this, especially when you're young in business. Right. Um, there, you know, when you when you get to the level of Larry and Steve, um, there, there are probably some of these these policies and different things that you can, again, with the advice of a good CPA, that can yeah. say, hey, Larry, well, you've got these trucks and you could do this and you could do that. That's great. But <clears throat> for for the young business, um, just just do what you can and first not go broke uh, and then not get audited. You know, that, right. that's the big thing. Now, I've always heard this, and this goes back to these godforsaken uh, advertisements on radio and television. Yep. Can I create my LLC in a more tax-favorable state than my own? Why do so many businesses register in Delaware? Well, they are mostly C-corporations in Delaware. If you wanted to do it, 
uh, you can go to South Dakota and you can stay overnight and you can be registered as a, you got to, you got to change everything over. You got tags, everything else got to be changed over to South Dakota, but it can be done in one day and they have a mail service for you. And and if, if you're in certain States, it would pay you to do that. I've looked at it, you know, North Carolina is a pretty high, high tax state for the South. It still wouldn't work for me. Uh, but it can, it can work for some people. I written if I was in New York or if I was in Illinois or if I was in California, I might would go to South Dakota. But other than that, uh, yeah, I, I, I don't I don't really see that being uh, don't do. Don't worry about what the, the Nevada corporations. Nah, don't don't do it. <laughs> do you have to have a do you have to have a brick and mortar location? Do you have to have a mailbox? What's required to continue that uh, that that that? You know, so mail, mail drop in South Dakota, I think is what it is. And, okay. and they have, they have, they have businesses that are set up just to do that. So they get a lot of people that, that do, do that, but you got to, like I say, you got a lot of things you got to put in, uh, put in, 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 you know, in, into there, you got to get a driver's license. There. You got, you get it, get it all. I mean, they've got it set up where you can get it all done in one day. Uh, they must really have a better DMV than we do here. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, I think, I think the big picture here. <clears throat> We're going to get out the BSC nine thousand, okay, Uh-oh. and we're going to we're going to make some calculations on whether some things are worth it or whether they're not. But what we're not going to do is we're going to not listen to satellite radio or late night television and have somebody sell us a a big steaming stinking pile of horse shit. <laughs> we're actually going to talk to the experts, which is your CPA that knows the, the, the laws in the state where you live, and then we're going to get out the BSC 9000, and we're going to put in the numbers, and we're going to say, okay, well, this is either A, advantageous to me, and it can save me money, or B, it's a bunch of nonsense. It's not going to save me any money, and I don't want to waste my time on it, right? Yeah, right. Including, exactly. the truck stop, including the truck stop lawyers, okay, by the way. Exactly. Especially them. So 100% especially and, those yeah. guys. The diesel Chris, doctors, I'm, as I call them. Diesel doctors, yeah. Chris, I'm gonna have before you get done. I'm gonna have a two items we got to get in for people that did make a lot of money. You know, there was a lot of money to be made in the first two thirds of the year last year, and then they, it died out for them at the end. So we got a couple, two other items that people probably might want to might want to uh, check out if they're an S corporation because no, it will do, help you. Let's do that It'll, now. Yeah. So one of them is called the Augusta rule. And uh, I don't know if y'all know, there's a little, little, little event they have in Augusta every year, uh, Georgia called the mm-hmm. masters. And so there are people there that, that corporations will rent for a couple of weeks. They'll rent somebody's house for like 20, 20,000 bucks. Right. Um, so the IRS came up with an Augusta rule a few years ago. They had a lot of pull down in Augusta. Uh, and so you can rent your house to your corporation 14 days a year. Okay. And it's a totally legal deal. Um, the good way to do it is once a month, have a family, have a family board meeting for the corporation and have keep minutes, do everything that we're supposed to keep minutes for our LLC. Anyhow, keep minutes for, for it, you know, do go over, you know, you should be going over your monthly business report anyhow every month so if you do that you know reasonable amount it's a couple hundred dollars each month that's like a twenty four hundred dollar deduction you're leaving a couple of those days on the table 
Well, that's something. Anybody in the country can do this, by the way, but they got to rent it to a corporation. So you can rent your house to a corporation. You can Airbnb your house for two weeks a year and not pay any tax on it. That's a, that's something else you can do. Yes, you can do that. So that, but but you cannot do it. Uh, you cannot do it if you're a sole proprietor. So that's that's one of them. You know, and go ahead, go ahead. You any questions on that? Or? Well, part part of that is back to that piercing the corporate veil thing. Okay, mm -hmm. if you're going to be a corporation, you have to act like a corporation. And acting like part of acting like a corporation is you have to have minutes of your meetings. You have to have meetings. Exactly. You have to have an annual board meeting at least. Okay, mm -hmm. so you have to do things. This is all lined out in your chart. When you pay somebody to file your LLC, or if you do it yourself, do all it that yourself, stuff, yeah. all that stuff is done in the operating uh, 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 guidelines of your LLC. So now what happens is if you don't do that, then you're no longer a, a, a corporation because you don't act like one. So right. all that liability that you expected to get is now gone out the window, okay? Yeah. So, yeah, so yeah you, can, you can have a board meeting. You can have a board meeting anywhere in the hell you want to. I have my yeah. board meeting every year in Wellington, Florida, okay? <laughs> That's uh, it. Because yep. that's where I want to have it. All right. Exactly. So yeah. uh, and so uh, everything involved with me having that board meeting there is is tax deductible. All right. Exactly. Yep. So anyway, go ahead. That that's a that is that is a good one that people can do if they're escort. And the other one is whatever. If you had a good year, uh, any any years you got your your salary plus your profit, whatever that business brought in total. Not can't, can't count the per diem, but all the profit and your salary, uh, 25% of it up to, for, for 2022, up to $61,000 you can put in a retirement plan. Now, I, I generally do that. I put, I'll put put 25% of mine in a SEP IRA every year. You can do 401k all during the year with your payroll, but, uh, it, you know, with most companies, that fees are kind of high on that. You, I, you can do a SEP IRA at Vanguard very cheaply. Uh, and that marks that that marks all of that off where you don't have to pay tax on that money. It, you're putting it in your retirement plan for for later on, uh, and you know you're kind of pushing it out. You're going to pay tax on it one day, but one day I hope I'll be making a little I'll be making a little less in retirement when I pay the tax on it. The the bottom line here though, guys, is this: okay, listen to all the knowledge and all the advice that's coming out of this fellow's mouth right here. Okay, the 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 lesson learned here is hire a professional and listen to him, okay? Yeah, you it. know, that's what I always tell people, hire a CPA, okay? Because they know what the hell they're talking about, all right? Don't hire the truck stop lawyer, okay? They're just repeating what somebody told him that doesn't know shit from Shinola, okay? Hire somebody that knows what the hell they're talking about and then listen to what they say. You can learn a lot. You know, Steve's got years and years and years. I've been in business since 1977, okay? I don't sell myself out to, to, for, for tax advice, all right? I don't do that. That's not my thing. But there, there are people that, that, that you can pay to do that to. It's money well spent because all these things that, that he said and all these things that you hear that, are, that are, are factual, not just something that was pulled out of your ass, you know, and said for the benefit of, 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 the, of, the, of the reaction, can benefit you but if you don't take the time and the effort to go hire professional look you guys you guys uh talk all the time about uh, about people who use uh 
hot shots and they don't you they don't pay for professional transportation you know you want them to use you to do to move their freight professionally do the same thing hire somebody that's a professional and let them help you with your taxes okay let them help you with your accounting and let them help you with all this advice because it's going to come back to help you and not and not haunt you uh, the bottom line is the more of this stuff that you do, the better bookkeeper you become yourself, and Steve, you can vouch me on this, the less it's going to cost you to have somebody put that on a tax return, okay? Exactly. If you come in there with a box full of shit and you drop it and run, <laughs> listen, when I first started out in business, that was my method. I had a box, and I would drop it on her desk, and I'd run like hell because I don't want to hear her <laughs> yell, but you know, bitch me out. Now she bitched me out with the bill that she gave me, but as I learned and as I got better, you know, now when I go in there, she goes, "I wish all my clients were like you," you know, yeah. because it's ready. All she does is figure the depreciation, putting on a tax return, and goes. So yeah. look, I don't have a training in in bookkeeping or accounting or anything. Look, I'm a dumbass. All right. But if I can do it, you can do it. It's all a matter of wanting to do it. And if you're going to be in business, the reason to do it is to stay in business and to make as much money as you can while you're doing this. Right? And don't believe the lie that you've probably been told since you were a little kid that you're not smart enough to figure it out. You know, you like we tell this people with maintenance, you may not be able to turn the wrench, but you can gain a basic understanding of a suspension of an air brake system of how an engine works so that at least you may not be able to ever turn the wrenches but you can tell when somebody's feeding you a line of bullshit and that's the most important thing if you will invest the time go watch youtube videos you know if you don't understand what qbi is if you don't understand what an s corp is at least spend the time to educate yourself on the basic understanding of what that is so that when you do go to a cpa you can go wait a minute did you what did you just say and then if they can't explain your question uh you know dave ramsey always talked about finding people that have that heart of the teacher so if you go to a cpa and they're not willing to teach you find somebody else leave yeah leave there's plenty of them okay yeah, there's there's plenty of them. <clears throat> you know, you can go find another one, and then they'll sit down with you and they'll begin to teach you and help you understand. But if somebody's not willing to put the invest the time in you as your as their customer, the person paying the bill, the person that's really in charge, and they're not willing to say, okay, well, hold on, stop. Let let me explain this to you in terms that you can understand. Then you need to go find somebody else because they're not willing to give you the full service that you need as their customer. Let me tell you where they're not. They're not in the lobby of Walmart, okay? They don't start with HR, okay? They don't start with A&M with S, okay? Do yourself a favor. Find somebody in your town that's a CPA. You know, they don't have to be part of a big firm, all right? The, the, probably the smaller the better. If you go in there and ask you those three questions, Steve, do you understand per diem? Is how much how much of DOT per diem is deductible? Question number one. Number mm-hmm. two, what was the other thing we talked about before we got on the air, Steve? The questions that we're going to ask. Help me with this. Well, well, we talked one one of them was uh, depreciation. How how do they handle depreciation over how many years? Yep. Right. 
Yeah. And there was a yeah. third question that we came up. There with. was a third uh, one that you had, you had mentioned, uh, in there and it was a good one. Um, let's see. I can't remember uh, what it was now. I can't remember what it was either now, but <clears throat> we'll get, we'll get back through it. And we'll <laughs> okay, see it. So okay, Steve, are you willing to take emails from people that have questions about this? Would love to, love okay. to be glad to, uh, you know, at any time, like I say, I, uh, I mentor and talk with a lot of people, uh, okay. at times. So, you know, like they, they can, catch me there they can catch me on facebook you're you're, uh, you're not in you're not in the business of doing tax returns i think you know, i don't nope. think you want to do that right but uh, you'd be no. happy to answer a few questions i've done a lot of them i've done a lot of them all my life but but no right. not not at this time and I uh and i think i can uh i think i can do better for people by not doing that and directing them toward you know better people right than right me. Sorry. Well, Steve, listen, we really appreciate you coming on tonight. I appreciate your, you know, first of all, I appreciate your friendship over the years. You've always supported us. I appreciate that. Uh, and, um, you know, if, if, uh, if you guys uh, have any questions, you know, email Steve. Now, I understand he, he's a full-time BCO. You know, don't get upset if he doesn't answer you right away. He does, he does run the business and that sort of thing. And he, and he has a beautiful family and life in Carolinas on the beach. So uh, cut him some slack, okay? But, uh, but he's a great resource and, uh, and, and a great friend of Blue Ribbon. We appreciate you, Steve, a lot. Uh, maybe we'll come back after tax season and hit on some of these other accounting kind of, kind of things if you're willing to do it. Um, do that, definitely. Uh, uh, Steve, will you be attending the Louisville Truck Show at the end of March? Are you going to be involved in that or? I may very well. I'm, I'm gonna try to. I'm gonna try to be okay. there again this right. year. I'm trying to try. I made it last year, but only for one day. But I, I, I want to take the full three day. Uh, okay. It, it was too much. For, I mean, what you just too much. I, I knew everybody there. I mean, that's the thing. You, you yeah, didn't yeah. get to see anything because you knew everybody. <laughs> that's our problem. We have to wear disguises and go on Thursday. Like I dress yeah. up like a like a blonde in high heels, and yeah. and Chris, I'm not sure what he does this year. But we have oh, to disguise ourselves on Thursday. And then on Friday and Saturday, we're there. We're at the Pittsburgh Power Booth on one day because they're our sponsor, and the Landstar uh -huh. Booth on another day. So that's right. coming up. You know, if you guys don't know about it, the Mid America Truck Show is the largest truck show in the world. It's in Louisville, Kentucky, a million and a half square feet of exhibit space. It's March 30, 31, and April 1. Uh, we'll be there. We're going to do a live podcast from uh, Caesar, Southern, Southern Indiana on. Uh, Saturday night, I think it is, Chris, and uh, and then we'll uh, we'll be at the truck show. We'll be in the Landstar booth on uh, probably on Saturday, and the Pittsburgh Power booth on Friday, and then Thursday. We're not going to find you're not going to find us because we're not we're going to try to stay away from you so we can <laughs> en enjoy the show. Uh, but uh, look us up, and we we happy to meet you guys, <clears throat> Steve. Uh, we'll run into you there, I'm sure, and. Uh, Again, thanks for thanks for being with us tonight, uh, Chris. You got anything else before we close it out? No, I believe we're good. We'll be <clears> with <throat> you next Sunday. Uh, let me look at the calendar. I think that's true, but let me look and see real quick. We got some things coming up. Uh, let's see. Next Sunday, yes, the twenty second, we will be back to our normal situation. We'll be from our home studios, um, and. Um, now, look, we have got lots of uh, people who want us to uh, manage their trucks for them. We've had several fleets contact us and several individuals contact us. So we are, looks like we're going to go through another one of those growth spurts this year. And so if you have any interest at all in being in the program where we teach you all these things we talked about tonight, we teach you these basic skills. 
you know, and, and in the whole context of being in business and staying in business and, and, and being highly profitable by, by controlling your costs and that sort of thing, uh, reach out to us, uh, driverblueribbon.com. Uh, there's a submission there you can send. We'll set up a Zoom interview and talk with you. Uh, we are going to have a lot more capacity this year than we've ever had because, on, uh, quite frankly, a lot of people uh, cannot continue to operate their trucks uh, in the current environment. We can because our cost of operation is so low. And so we're going to have a lot of opportunity this year for you to be able to get in a truck and learn our program this year. So uh, we, our, our program is, is – our website has been redone the the uh, program is at www.blueribbonlogistics.com uh, and then push on the Masterclass 2023 tab and all the information is there. Our next class is starting the end of February and then the next cycle will be right after the truck show in April. So if you want to get involved, it takes about 30 days to get you through the Landstar qualification. So that's the time frame it takes so if you want to do the February class, you got to get doing it now. And then the April class, you got to be doing it by the 1st of March. And then you can get in the program. If you've got more questions about that, reach out to us. We'll set up an interview with you on Zoom, and we'll talk about the opportunities for you and that sort of thing. Steve, again, thank you for being here. Thank all of you guys for the comments. Uh, some of them, we'll forward these on to, to, to Steve. If you guys want to contact him about these individual questions that we couldn't get to, I'm sure that he probably will. Uh, will I'm going to I'm going to say this uh, address for the people on audio: Liberty five zero five eight five zero at gmail dot com. Liberty five zero five eight five zero at gmail dot com. And Judy Byerly, it's good to hear from you, my dear. Long time no here. Appreciate you being on here tonight. Uh, appreciate all of you for, for listening. And uh, listen, our social media has, has exploded this year. You know, Chris knows the numbers, but we have like a jillion listen, listeners and a jillion followers. And uh, we appreciate your guys, uh, your guys um, you know, um, input, yeah, interaction, input and following us and that sort of thing. I know sometimes we get to be controversial. But uh, that's just fun, you know. We yeah. don't want to keep it boring. So anyway, <laughs> we're going to hit the bar, which it's way past our bar time. <laughs> so you guys have a nice uh, rest of the weekend. We'll be here all weekend with uh, our new our new hires and uh, getting ready to start this new year off. Appreciate everybody. Thank you so much. Steve, thank you. And thank uh, you. we'll talk to everybody again next Sunday night at 9 o'clock at our regular time, okay? All right. See you all. All right. Good, <laughs> good night, everybody. Thank you.